Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 44, Movie Mental Breakdown, Why Did I Get Married 2007 and Why Did I Get Married to 2010. Ooh, <laughs> y'all, two movies. Yeah, y'all ready for that? Because <laughs> they're going to be like, what? This is going to be like a five-hour movie. I know. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> don't know why they got time for that. No, Lord. You know, as much as I enjoy the movie breakdown, I don't know if I would enjoy doing five hours worth of one. Yeah, uh, be in here by yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like Dr. Wall said, we are uh, doing the breakdown this month for Why Did I Get Married? <laughs> one and two. Uh, these are starring, of course, Tyler Perry, uh, cause you know, he got to be in his own movies, <laughs> but I love to get you, make your bag and get it. Uh, so this is starring Tyler Perry, um, as Terry, uh, Janet Jackson is Patricia slash Dr. Agnew. Uh, Tasha Smith plays Angela. Sharon Leal plays Diane. Jill Scott plays Sheila. Uh, Michael Jai White plays Marcus, Malik Yoba, Yoba, yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's it, yeah. that's it, <laughs> <laughs> my head was getting ready to like combine his first and last name, <laughs> Malik Yoba plays um, Gavin. Gavin, I could not remember her husband's name, sorry, uh, Richard T. Jones plays Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, 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 yes, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't know if this is Lamont. Uh-huh. It's Lamont. Mm-hmm. Lamont Rucker, uh, who I usually call Groove Theory. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Troy. <laughs> uh, and then we have some kind of extra individuals in there as well. But, you know, since they were not mains, mains uh, you know, we would just kind of call them by character as, you know, mm-hmm. they come up in discussion. So this breakdown is going to be a little bit different, uh, you guys. Normally, we kind of do a scene-by-scene breakdown of the movies and, you know, kind of what has taken place. But because we are doing two simultaneously, um, and the point is that these two movies flow together, it's not really, you know, feasible for us to be able to break down scene-by-scene. So what we're going to do this go-round is actually look at each couple, the issues surrounding that couple, and kind of the progression uh, for them between movie one and movie two. Mm-hmm. And then we will move on to the next set of individuals. This is not to mean that we won't um, say the names of other characters while mm-hmm. we're talking about that specific couple set, because of course this is a, a friend group. So there's going to be interaction between all of them, but we will let you guys know, like we're transitioning from talking about the Pat- Patricia Gavin relationship to the Terry Diane relationship and so on and so forth. So we just want to kind of give y'all a preface that this one's not going to look the same way. 
and then we can give some overall thoughts towards the end Mm -hmm. yeah okay let's do it all right so we're gonna start with patricia gavin who y'all feel like y'all want to get into yeah let's start with the perfect couple i know yeah that ain't perfect (laughs) you know i was telling uh dr jones Hines this morning that when i was doing my notes for them uh i didn't really have a whole lot for them in the beginning no. me neither and i was like hmm i'm starting to feel some kind of way because i don't have a whole lot written down <laughs> down mm-hmm. for them um and it wasn't until the second movie kind of came out that i or came out until i watched <laughs> the, the second movie that i was like okay there's a little bit more meat meat mm-hmm. uh what's well, done in the dark comes to the light i mean that's prevalent throughout this movie Mm -hmm. but i honestly feel like this couple was like the embodiment of that and then it also this couple held me accountable and i know y'all probably feel the same way since we're in the same field as Mm -hmm. uh patty um (laughs) no pie but uh (laughs) you know her ability to avoid Mm -hmm. dealing with stuff because she's fixing everybody else's stuff Mm -hmm. oh for sure she was like that old saying that those that can't do teach, mm-hmm. you know, like the lack of, I don't even know if it was a lack of self-awareness or a lack of introspection, you know, cause you know, there's not a lot of backstory to, no. you know, kind of what happened with them and them losing, you know, we know that their son died and kind of how, how, but you know, there's no, like did she go to therapy there's no like how did the two of them you know she didn't go to no therapy <laughs> well yeah. that's why i say those that can't do teach you know and <laughs> I, I i think i would add on to that too is if she had space to do it if she had space to be able to talk about well be vulnerable because she was so busy fixing everybody else when you're so busy fixing everybody else in your life you don't feel like you really can be vulnerable because it's like you going through your own stuff. So how can I? It was hard for me to watch her because I felt like she was one of the only characters that solely sabotaged herself mm-hmm. without help from anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was did. a moment in there where Gavin lost his dang mind. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because when she... I mean, I know I'm jumping to the second movie, but when she <laughs> announced that they were divorcing, he was like, he what? was surprised. Like, it so was like, you didn't we even ain't talk, even discuss this right. fully. That you could definitely tell that that was his reaction. Like, wait, what? He's like, I'm hearing it for the first time myself. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it, you could always see that he supported her. Yeah. And so I don't know. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe she didn't feel worthy of his level of love. Because mm-hmm. he did mention in the film, you know, I've been waiting 14 Ooh, years for, for you, you to, to love me. me. I said, oh. That hurt my heart right mm-hmm. there. I was like, Malik! <laughs> I was like, dang, Janet Jackson, if you're nasty, you didn't do that with him? Yeah. <laughs> I was so. If y'all don't know, there was this other show that he used to be on where he was a police officer. New York Undercover. Yes. New York Undercover. And I all them feels came back when he yes. lost the woman. I said, oh, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Just in a different way. <laughs> Yes. You know, and I, I agree with you ladies. It was just very difficult to watch this couple specifically in the second film. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily so much in the first film. Cause yeah. the first one was really kind of focused on, uh, they two, were faking it. Well, really was really focused yeah. on two sets of the other couples. We're going to talk yeah. about a little bit later. Yeah. And it was more nuanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, uh, glaring. 
I, yeah. it, you know, I did start seeing, realizing, well, obviously I realized it this time because I had already seen the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> I realized um, they started showing, he started showing some idea that he was, they were having problems in the first movie uh, during certain times. He showed it in the first scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when uh well when she avoided the mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. um of what i can't remember specifically what it was but uh, she was given a seminar at the college that she taught for yes and the lady was oh. like well how are you and your husband doing and, and we're she, late for well, our yes. flight uh-huh. and she said well ask him because you know he was there and he was like first of well, all how gonna, you gonna put me on spot and right then, well, we're gonna be late for our flight yeah because i was like Ma'am, these are your students. Go ahead and just answer the question if you're allowing that them much. to ask intimate. Well, yeah. you've obviously done mm-hmm. cardinal rule number one don't mm-hmm. assess your people, mm-hmm. but you know, that's a whole other set of issues, you know, mm-hmm. these dual relationships and things. I know because one, you also <laughs> wrote an entire book or had a case study based off your friends. Which she did say she had permission, which is cool. But I mean, you she towing a line yep. that I'm not willing to risk my license for or yeah. my education, right? And that's what I was thinking. I was like, that's really skating, yeah. very thin. It's a little Freudian. Like you're gonna have to have a really good lawyer to 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 spin it real good <laughs> mm-hmm. if they were to sue you or something. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should kind of tell them who these people are. Like, like kind of give a little synopsis of Gavin and Patricia, like. Uh- Okay. Um, sure. Well, I think first the whole friend group, they all went to an HBCU. They didn't say which HBCU, but they all mm-hmm. went to school together and they kind of coupled up into these different couples and mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. But specifically Gavin and Patricia, Gavin is a up and coming architect. They got money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they appear to have like a really good, great relationship. They c- communicate well with what we see. Um, Patricia is a renowned psychologist and does all these case studies and has all these books and they just look like a great power couple on the outside. (laughs) Yeah. On the outside, this is, you know, what people nowadays call couple goals, Mm -hmm. you know, but proof positive that all that glitters ain't gold, Mm -hmm. you know, that fool's gold exists and you know perfectionism is again we've said this in plenty plenty Mm -hmm. plenty of sessions it is an illusion yeah uh and her subsequent breakdown you know throughout the second movie is evidence of that yeah you know that you can only keep that facade up for so long Mm -hmm. and you know once you that pressure builds up and that pressure builds up and that trying to keep that image of the strong one, the supportive one, the one that's got it together, the, the one, one that that's has successful. all the answers. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, once that comes down, you can turn into a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one thing about uh, their relationship with the friends is like the friends realized that they were flawed, even though they leaned on them. Mm-hmm. They, so they never, at least that's what I got. They never expected them to be perfect, but they mm-hmm. were the example. Yeah. And they often offered to be there for them. And really yeah. only Gavin, you know, utilized, was it. utilized yeah. it. You know, Patty was like, I'm not talking to nobody, not mm-hmm. even myself. No, she was perfect Patty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes me wonder kind of how her friends accepted that. 
you know, if they are extending the offer to be there, be supportive and, you know, be for her what she is for them, you know, why they continue to be like, okay with that. I don't think they allow or she allowed them to see that she was really tore up until they saw it later. And they made some mention of how Patty had went off one time in college and that Mm -hmm. was the worst they had ever seen, which I, I can tell, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but until this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like, you don't want to be a burden. I don't think she let them see that side of her Mm -mm. because again, like you, I think what you were Mm going to say, she didn't want to be a burden to friends who she was, already trying to help Mm -hmm. which makes absolutely no sense when y'all choose to do life with each other y'all are supposed to do life with each other not just the good times right Mm -hmm. well that's kind of the point i'm making that even though she worked hard to not show them that you know she was struggling or whatnot your friends are your friends so they're still in they're still going to check in on you they're still going to ask you how you're doing but you're actively choosing not to mm-hmm. engage with them in that way. But see, you know, I think that's one of those things where she didn't know how to take her therapist hat off. Mm-hmm. And it, it always put her at a level above them because she Boundaries. had the answers. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But and if she would have said, I'm fine one more time. I was like, Janet, you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to smack you off the screen. I can't take no more. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause mm-hmm. especially when, um, they were in the Colorado. Was it Colorado? Mm-hmm. They were in Colorado. They were in the Colorado uh, cabin. Mm-hmm. And her and they were arguing. And Terry and Diane heard them. And she was like, because they thought it was Marcus and Angela. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the Bahamas. Oh, so that was the second one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she I'll was wait. walking downstairs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. her, and Diane was like, are you? She was trying to be there for her. Yeah. And like you said, she kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ma'am, you're not fine. Mm-hmm. That's why. See, that's why I don't allow my clients to tell me they fine. Oh, no. There's two afraid. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm fine. Yeah. No, let's unpack that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they realized how much they had their friends walking on eggshells. They couldn't mm-hmm. talk about the baby. They couldn't ask questions. Yeah. They didn't really allow their friends to love them fully, although they loved them, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, they couldn't be involved in the ugly stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, living, doing life, mm-hmm. you know, it almost, you know, from an outsider perspective, it's like the, the friend group viewed them as, they all are best friends and you know we all have Mm -hmm. this sisterhood brotherhood but when you look at them in behavior it's almost like we're acquaintance and they had them on a pedestal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh for sure because like i I believe uh tosh excuse me uh angela said at one point that they were that they were the image they Mm -hmm. were the thing to aspire to Mm -hmm. yeah which check yourself on that if you're trying to aspire to somebody else's relationship oh god yeah because i mean there's nothing wrong with utilizing them as an example but you still need to make it be your version of a relationship because no two couples are alike Mm -hmm. at all and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors as they completely saw and even with so Gat, you were saying that they couldn't talk about a lot of the topics and that was going on in their life gavin couldn't either because even when in the now this was in the Colorado cabin <laughs> when they were talking about the um 
him wanting another baby. Yeah, girl, that scene. I don't know if y'all caught it, but when he was bringing that up and it was kind of something, y'all better have pillow time, pillow mm-hmm. time, come on now. Mm-hmm. But he literally said, you know, she changed the subject. After I'm asked, saying how much I love you but her, or him. Yeah, and she said um, all the words and all the blah, blah, blah. But if you listen to him like closely, he says, that's just a lot of words, but you're not really saying nothing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, Kevin was dropping gems he was. the whole movie. He the one wrote the book. <laughs> he did. Uh, speaking of that, yeah, uh, yeah, he did drop a lot of bombs throughout on everybody. Really, I feel like yeah. he kept, and I don't think she realized this until later. Kept her sane. Kept her together. Mm-hmm. And they technically had formed a dual relationship. She was codependent, mm-hmm. and he was just. Like he said, sitting up there waiting. I said, oh. Kevin. I mean, which is codependent in itself as well. Yeah. I said, yeah. how you going to be a battered man? Mm-hmm. It was, ooh. Yeah. Wow. And I think this goes to show kind of how societally we do not focus on the emotions of men. Yep. And how men can feel neglected, overlooked, and kind of pushed aside in a relationship mm-hmm. because we kind of stereotypically attribute those feelings to women. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a testament to wanting and desiring uh, inclusion in his partner's life. And this per this person being there in physical form, but that's it gone. And, every and he other. also, right. And he also seemed like he wanted them to be able to grieve together. Cause I think he realized that she had not grieved. Mm-hmm. Like he hadn't seen her do anything mm-hmm. as far as like trying to still get through it or, yeah. and, and just the mere fact that he still look at his son's picture and start just crying and mm-hmm. having some sort of emotional representation of grieving mm-hmm. and trying to get her to join in mm-hmm. with him and and even saying when she actually did break down he was like well let me grieve for let me hurt for you yeah mm-hmm. like he it, it just he was trying to bring her in yeah. i can honestly say for this couple like i i can see a lot of his effort and where she really missed the mark, you know, cause you, mm-hmm. in real situations, you don't typically see this skewed of a dynamic. It normally is more, both of them is doing crazy yeah. stuff together. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this one was really, he was, he was really trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was being what people would, you know, say is a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, cause he had that shivery down. Cause when she Girl. got that award, and he mm-hmm. went up there was and got, I was like, come on, a chivalry. <laughs> <laughs> and he was emotionally intelligent. Yes. He, was. he was intellectual. He looked like he can do some other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he enjoyed doing the other things. But um, he he was selfless, mm-hmm. but probably too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some I talk with my couple sometimes about, and I've said this before, that there's three people in a relationship. You know, there's mm-hmm. you, the relationship, and, you know, the other person. And one of the things we talk about is sometimes you can do things that are in spite of the relationship mm-hmm. in the purposes of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. So because it, that need or this situation works for me, but it doesn't work for the third person between the yep. two of us, which is the relationship. 
So then that thing starts to falter because now I am elevating the me over the we. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's sometimes really insidious. It's not these like big glaring situations, you know, Mm -hmm. like kind of in this situation. Um, But there's these just these little ways that we do it. You know, sometimes it's, um, you know, taking longer to do something or, you know, your part passive uh, refusal. So you're not actively telling me no, but I've also asked you to do something, you know, 15 times and you still haven't done it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, our own self-interest spite the relationship. And I kind of see that with her and him that my own, her own interest in preserving her sanity Mm -hmm. ultimately led to the final nail in the coffin in their relationship. Cause it sounds like, you know, if he's been waiting 14 years, there's only telling what has, you know, kind of transpired over that 14 year mm-hmm. period. Um, or how, but we also don't know how long ago the son died. It looks like it, it couldn't have been too long because yeah. the friend's response, like the one that keeps popping up in my head is when Diane and then we're in the store. Mm-hmm. And so it still oh, seems yeah. like it's fresh enough to where they're like, it's still touchy. Yeah. Yeah. I wish mm-hmm. there I wish there were some like additional kind of nuggets yeah. of information cuz is it 1 year is it 2 years is it 5 years mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. some of that com- contextual information can be yeah. helpful or was it in year 2 of their relationship yeah you know and That's they true. just have been tap dancing around this for 12 mm-hmm. years you know what I'm saying so yeah. context does matter a little bit in this situation well I think her ending uh, or trying to end their marriage is a prime example of self-sabotage when Girl. you experience guilt and shame mm-hmm. like because you could tell she blamed her i mean she said it she blamed herself for the the accident mm-hmm. for not strapping the baby in and so i wonder like like you were saying earlier dr wild like did she begin to see herself as not worthy enough because she made mm-hmm. that mistake perfect patty made a mistake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, uh, that whole grief cycle ain't no joke. And then you don't ever deal with your grief. I mean, even when they go into like when he was grieving and he had the pictures out and he he was telling her, just look at it, just look at it while she was cutting at asparagus like that. Um, (laughs) I know I was like, like, she gonna cut her finger. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) like, who cuts asparagus like this? But clearly she was emotional. She Mm -hmm. was. So we chicken or steak you mm-hmm. know but when that scene was going on you're looking at them like you're looking at the spiral take place and her fight the spiral mm-hmm. when I don't remember which session we had and I said you know sometimes you need to allow yourself to fall apart mm-hmm. to be able to be put back together correctly and she is unwilling mm-hmm. to yeah. to do that mm-hmm. and at the end of the day he was like I done seen all your ugly. I'm I'm good with your ugly if you would allow me to be there. I don't want to be for the dysfunctional part of it, but I'm good with your ugly. But it was interesting that she could go back and, you know, play through what happened with the baby. And she's like, I know I did strap him in. And I was like, people don't realize, like, in accidents like this, if the impact is strong enough, it doesn't matter if you strap somebody in. Mm-hmm. You know, their their body is leaving the car. Um, one of my brother's like closest friends that he played baseball with, but he was a, a, a smaller guy. Same thing. Mm. He had his seatbelt on everything and he was still a, a he ejected. ejected. 
you know, and that's, that's horrible. But at the same time, you got to process this stuff or it stays with you. Mm-hmm. And this is not a situation that needs to stay with you. Your the memory of your baby, of course, needs to stay with you, but not the trauma of it. Mm-hmm. And that's an example of when you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable. When you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you won't let positive or negative in. So if mm-hmm. she couldn't allow herself to feel the hurt, she definitely would not be allowed yep. allowing Gavin to love her. Yep. Building them walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vulnerability is essential in, in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of things that we tell people about how to behave, especially black women, you know, we still kind of goes back to that trope trip in mm-hmm. one, you know, that strong black woman on top of that, you know, she's a psychologist and, you know, you're a doctor and all of the expectations that come along with, mm-hmm. you know, and we know this just being in the field, mm-hmm. you know, what people like I have to tell my clients, like I'm a human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are going to be times where I may say something to you that you may be offended by, you may be upset by, um, but you have to understand that I'm a human being. It doesn't matter how much education I have in a particular area. Mm-hmm. The human part of me is always going to come first. Child, I tell my clients all the time, I'm going to piss you off. I already know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's, I think this is also part of that vulnerability mm-hmm. that, you know, when you are in this field, you know, I was thinking about this really heavy about a week, week and a half ago, that mental health professionals, and I would even say healthcare to some extent as well, but since we're in mental health, I'm going to focus there. We are not given the space to have mental health problems. Right. Mm-mm. We are not given the space to be flawed, which I, which completely, you know, explains a lot of the stuff that we've mm-hmm. been saying here mm-hmm. because people believe, well, you know, the tools, you know, what to do, you know, you learned this and expect you to just kind of self heal. Mm-hmm. Or if you do decide to be vulnerable, then you are, it's said, I knew you weren't per- like instead of you comforting yeah. me and supporting mm-hmm. me is mm, I knew you weren't perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who, who, who said- puts together the expert? I, I, I tell people all the time, I can't be the expert on everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not just the Freud myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> be out here snorting lines and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not just to do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, you, you need, we've talked about this time and time again, you need your tribe. You need the people around you and you need to be able to do real life stuff with them almost cuss y'all i was like let me let me pull that back this is not that we just not this broad but you really do need to be able to do that you know i know us personally we've all gone through a many things since the practice has opened and if we weren't really being real them cross sessions then whatever sessions we done had in the dark corners together we this practice wouldn't have survived right. no you're <laughs> yeah. right and that's that's why we have to have selective people that we can go to as mental mm-hmm. health providers, because like you were saying, Dr. Strickland, m- many people perceive us as thinking we are perfect and we're not, mm-hmm. but you perceive it. So that's what you, that's the idea you have of me in your head. Mm-hmm. And, and then if I already struggle with self image issues, then like maybe um, Patricia did, I'm going to try to feed into that idea that you have. Yeah. So then I will behave in a way that suggests that, yeah, I may be perfect. Yeah, right. I agree. Which 
in reality, we know. That's not possible. Ain't nobody. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. That's a lot. But I will say um, the glaring thing with Gavin was um, when things got really bad, he really didn't have anybody to lean on the person that he really could have trusted being Patty. And then everybody else's stuff happened at the same time. So unfortunately, you know, he turned to drinking and Mm -hmm. completely overreacted and, you know, was emotionally and physically abusive, Mm -hmm. you know, towards Patty and trying to force her to be open and be vulnerable. Of course that still didn't work. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that, that was hard to watch. I mean, this is kind of what a psychotic break looks like. Almost. Yes. I was just getting ready to say it may have been overreactive, but he, mm, he needed to explode. He did. And, and I'm not saying he needed to explode on her cause that's not an excuse, but he needed to, he needed all that pent up energy to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't have no safe. Place. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, they both had, you know, what we call socially a n- nervous breakdown. Yeah. Both uh, of them. Both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I don't know if I would go f- as far to say as they had psychotic breaks, but they definitely mm-hmm. had mental breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and she had a couple actually. She yeah. did. You know, in that grouping of scenes, like what I wrote down and y'all, y'all excuse my language. I'm about to have my first cuss word on, on the thing, but I wish um, we had symbols and like <laughs> all kinds of twinkle, twinkle noises. Exactly. But I was like in her defense, she was saying a lot of good stuff when mm-hmm. she was trying to tell him, you know, just calm down or just do this or just let it go or whatever. But she said a lot of good stuff, but it was wrapped in shit. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, you're not taking your own advice. Right. No. Like all of this could have been avoided. Y'all both could have honestly before he even got to the abusive part and I yeah. know he was a little tipsy or whatever already, <laughs> but if they if they would have took the time to purge in that moment, maybe they could have I mean I he may have needed to do it again the next day after he sobered <laughs> up, but I'm just if they both could have purged in the moment cuz they were both hurting and it was obvious. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, this is when you mm-hmm. lean in. Right. Ooh. That's an important And she was step. still trying to be in control, which, ma'am, you, you can let that go. That's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, she probably would have continued that if he had not burned the baby pictures. Mm-hmm. He, she would have continued. Like, she had mm-hmm. to have that big of a response and show that she still loves her child and show that um, she's still affected because those were the only pictures left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, she must have changed so much because he asked, he said, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, like you were saying earlier, Dr. Strickland, I wonder, like, when did that change happen? Like, did it happen after the baby was uh, di- died in the car accident mm-hmm. or did it happen after college? Like, what, what happened to you? I feel yeah. like it probably was after the baby died, but it's so gradual because she pushes everything off. Mm. She just crawled up inside herself and died. Man, mm-hmm. that's and nobody knew. No, mm, mm, mm. yeah, that is a lot of mental work. Mm-hmm. You know, I you gotta appreciate, even though it's unhealthy, but you do have to appreciate the amount of mental work that that takes to be able to. Your child died, and you were just out here 
stuffing. Doc McStuffins. Like you stuff, 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 stuff. And to the point to where it's almost like it's a foreign, foreign body. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really exist in a real kind of way. Dissociation type of. That's yes. yes. Now. That's why she had that break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She done separated herself from herself. And you can't exist in two places like that. Yeah. No. It's a splinter. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just, while I do think that it was a lot of over the top stuff, you know, but mm-hmm. I think you needed it to be over the top to kind of yeah. be able to, for, especially for something like what we're doing to be able to break it down, yeah. things like that. It needed to be that mm-hmm. like, because we jarring for people like us <laughs> breaking yes. it down, we needed to show you all how, if you, when you're not dealing with your stuff, it don't matter what it is. If it's cheating, if it's grieving, if it's just depression, if it's uh, not say just depression, I'm not making it minimizing it, but if it's depression, if it's anxiety, whatever it is, if you're not dealing with your stuff, you can, that, that's, that can be you. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. probably already is. <laughs> and you that, just don't that. know it yet. Mm-hmm. And, and let me tell you, because of the stuff that's going on in the world, mm. If you're not, if you don't have a safe place to talk about this stuff, that is probably already you, like Dr. Strickland said, or Mm -hmm. it's going to be you. The next, the next shooting is going to be you. Mm -hmm. So you have, if, if that you definitely, people now need to have a therapist on speed dial. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Use your resources. Mm -hmm. Stop avoiding them. Yeah. That was Mm. a lot. Um, the other part of their relationship that stands out to me or well, other two parts is when he threw that ficus through that glass oh, door girl. and then the um, divorce hearing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. The so, divorce. I was like, man, y'all was doing so good. Well, At first. Well, she was doing so good because that man looked like well, not he was emotionally, struggling. but they was oh, yeah. they were like oh, at least cordial. Yeah, yes, yes mm-hmm. they were negotiating well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we were talking about it. Dr. Jones Hines and I were talking about that this morning. Uh, I was like, I didn't understand her unwillingness to share in the profits of the book. Now, whether it needed to be fifty fifty, I think that's kind of up for debate. Yeah. Because I was saying you wrote a book based off the life of your friends. So you wrote wrote a book based off of him, Mm -hmm. partially, you know, Mm -hmm. not in whole, but he is partially why your success in this area even exists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it it makes me think about, I don't remember who said this. I don't know if it was, let me not even say, because I don't remember who said it. I know it had something to do with sports, but they were saying like about women getting child support and stuff like spousal support. Like you weren't in the, um, you weren't in the gym shooting with me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like using that as a justification for not, Mm -hmm. you know, paying certain amounts of spousal support and child support. She gave me that same vibe. Well, Mm -hmm. you weren't, you weren't the one that wrote it. This isn't your work. And it's like, but it doesn't have to be that person's specific task. Mm-hmm. like like Malcolm and Marie I was just about to say that you know you ain't thinking about all the times I sat and listened to you 
you know, give me all these re- uh, revisions mm-hmm. or when you crying because the book is not going the way you thought it was going to go or this publisher turned you down or you don't have enough ideas or you have you need me to help you convince this one friend to allow you to put them in the case study. Mm-hmm. Like all of that backstory gets forgotten once the success has been reached. Mm-hmm. Hmm. it cracked me up when he said and i gave you all these ideas I'm like, i didn't use any of them in the book you used his life first of all man <laughs> we can tell that he has a lot of influence over the entire friend group he is the the person that everybody goes to He's just like patriarch. you are mm-hmm. yeah so i was just like she's not seeing this clearly i'm not saying he needed 50 50 either um but there has to be some reality first of all if you in texas it's 50 50 <laughs> right um, they was in the atl though yeah mm-hmm. so i was like you really think you you not about to give him part of 800 and some thousand dollars mm-hmm. man right. get your whole life together mm-hmm. especially money that's literally just sitting there you're not doing nothing with it right you still gonna have some and you still and got books got, right you you just wrote a book right mm-hmm. that was the thing i was like i don't understand the hesitation there um but it definitely was very um what's the word i'm looking for mm, possessive mm. over her money like over the whole concept like control it was, freak. There you go. I was thinking. I was wondering if control was what I was going mm-hmm. for, but I was like, uh, but that I, makes sense. I don't know if that quite fits, but I mean, it it definitely had controlling slash manipulative vibes to it. Well, that's kind of how she had been in the marriage, mm. just all the whole time. Yeah. Now, see, she to me fits the vulnerable. No. Oh, really? Yeah. I can definitely pick up um vibes from her. Yeah. Uh, so what Doctor Wall is talking about is a. Uh, uh, a wife that exhibits a vulnerable narcissism. Um, and we've got some, you know, there's, I don't want to say classic, but there's about 10 different kind of traits that go along with vulnerable, mm-hmm. a vulnerable narcissistic wife. Now, of course, this is, like I said, specific to wife. This is not just a general vulnerable narcissist, but yeah, that kind of controlling um, vibe, absolutely wanting to, make mm-hmm. sure the narrative fits what's mm-hmm. in her head yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah she did. and that that's that's what i wonder like has she always been that way or what did she become that way at a certain point like maybe after she became a doctor after the baby died after something like how did you become yeah. well one controlling well you know what i can i can probably identify with the controlling part because I think for all of us when we're in school we have to be in control but because internally mm-hmm. controlled versus outwardly right that's when it, it became I mean it's not the healthiest thing either no. way but that's when it became super toxic is when she tried to control Ext- everything yeah, around her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I feel like it's still the trigger is probably the baby because come on do you really think Angela would allow that she'd be to knock Patty upside her head like that's just that's not in her nature at all she listens to what she, she want to do her yeah. dialogue yeah. Oh, Lord. yeah man yeah. that's yeah. it but yeah the death of a child you know i none of us have children so it's kind of hard to imagine what that will really do to a person mm-hmm. but just kind of imagining man yeah. that, that it does feel like it's sometimes something you can't really 
come back from. Of course, people do. And, you know, it'll likely affect you your entire life mm-hmm. um, on some level. But, man, mm-hmm. that, that's a, And that's the hard. thing, because people don't know how to grieve. Now, granted, in the movie, she's a psychologist. So you would think that, you know, she would have a better take on it. But pe- because people don't know how to grieve, obviously that makes it worse because you don't know how to grieve and still hold on to your baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. yeah, mix that in with blame, mm-hmm. and then insert some self hatred along with that guilt and shame. All of that. That's a lot. That is mm-hmm. a lot. That's a heavy cocktail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anything else for them guys? Um. Oh well, you said something about the ficus. Yeah. So when he got ready to move out after he, you know, had assaulted his wife, um, <laughs> she had changed the locks, which is would be a normal thing but you can tell that she's not okay she's had on the same clothes for days like she probably stank she's mm-hmm. not eating she's sitting in the dark smoking cigarettes and yeah. she left the house with her not pajamas on. yeah she ain't mm-hmm. with a trench coat she is she is in a she's in the pit of despair at this point mm-hmm. so because he couldn't get in he threw the little fike is like the whole potted plant through the glass scared terry and um mark <laughs> they was like man what are you doing and so he's like we need to hurry because <laughs> he because he already know because he going back to when, when they was went in, off the, in college mm-hmm. i know she can get crazy mm-hmm. so he's trying to rush through and get everything and they still trying to get an explanation i'm like dude y'all better move because they're not used to seeing i mean they all were there for the breakdown but they like oh this ain't gonna happen again with patty and patty snuck up on them like jason baby the acting was superb yes in this scene because i right think here. it really did scare them um, I think I remember Tyler Perry saying this whole uh, grouping of scenes was a In, lot of improv, improv because so. she was getting out everything that she had been experiencing with um, her brother, Michael Jackson, passing away suddenly. So this was real. This was not no. Yeah. I thought I remembered that. Yeah, that this was an impromptu. We imp- yeah, that this yeah. was real yeah oh and i th- i think that's what made it hard for me to see this scene because it took me back to because i remember when michael jackson died i was at argosy at school studying or something <laughs> and my brother called me and i was like oh no that's taking me back mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i remember that all of them like this this was a hard scene to watch because it was twofold yes you're engrossed in uh what's happening in the movie but you also know that what you're seeing her do is like it's real and it's related to you know her best friend which everybody knows that they had a really close relationship mm-hmm. so i was like oh, oh y'all really hold her mm-hmm. hold her but girl she was swinging I them th- golf clubs she was girl, breaking real glass i know, I know cause, yeah I, and I thought when that it was first amazing. one didn't break that tape, well, oh. she went and got another. One. I was like, "Oh God, she's getting ready to get a bigger one." <laughs> and that she was able to keep with the lines, mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if the lines were ad libbed and made sense. I feel for, like they were ad libbed, you know. And she went back to a different time, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment. But you know, like the shock on Tyler Perry, I mean, on Terry and Marcus's face. Yeah. I know it was real. It shock. was real. He yeah. was like, it looked like he was like, they were frozen in mm-hmm. scene, I think mm-hmm. like it was, it was scary. I was like, no Penny, don't, don't break the glass Penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. Um, yeah. I'd say the only other thing is that after she flipped 
the freak out. She continued to flip the freak out and decides to go embarrass him at the architecture firm, which she helped pay for, which is weird. Why would you do that? And they know you mm-hmm. um, and brings in this cake that is huge, which you obviously know somebody's going to pop out and lies and sit. And I don't know why they didn't notice because it's your boss um, that it was his birthday. And ironically, considering that uh, Malik Yoba actually does like all women wombed or unwombed and a um, drag queen from what it looks like pops out and mm-hmm. he said oh since you want to be a bee I brought you something like she was going in she, she I mean she was dressed bad mm-hmm. and unfortunately you know he tries to get away because you can tell that he's still trying not to he's not trying hurt to hurt her mm-hmm. and so he like gets in his little cute sports car and unfortunately he is ran over yeah he's t-boned um you hope he make it through but he didn't no he dies and then she has i was like she comes back to herself but that's that's her thing but even still the mental the the mental conversation you got it yo your baby died in the car accident now your husband died in the car accident i'm like oh my god yeah Mm -hmm. i mean she only technically calls one of them when you know when she get in her right mind um but it's just like dang girl you can't get right that's how she felt she was hitting her head like Mm -hmm. she you could you she was method acting she was um but one thing that i was kind of talking about this morning was no she didn't cause either of them but you can influence yes a situation to you know a series of events Mm -hmm. well i said she caused the second one uh (laughs) Cause I was like, are you chasing him? Okay. Yeah. I definitely like, I think the first, her baby clearly yeah. an accident, you mm-hmm. know, there, you can't anticipate something like that, No. but you show up to someone's job mm-hmm. and as they're trying to escape and deescalate the situation, you continue following behind them. Mm-hmm. So while core, of course she didn't cause him to drive. She didn't cause him to the truck to t-bone him but the influence of the behavior Mm -hmm. led and sparked off a series of events you know that led to his death which is surprising that you know she's not in jail like if this was in a real world setting yeah but i probably would have been able to she probably would have got off one way or the other insanity Mm -hmm. which that would have ruined her career Mm -hmm. but i mean that would have been the likely answer to that or the fact that he was driving erratically which is what happened because he didn't stop Mm-mm. no he just he kept just going mm-hmm. yeah um and then their little section ends with you know a year later mm-hmm. um and she has wrote another book about grieving, grief which is appropriate and i'm glad that she is you know using her skill set now mm-hmm. and her little nosy white lady co-worker <laughs> was like hey girl somebody just wants to meet you you know he's a good benefactor blah 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 and in walks Dwayne Johnson he AKA was smaller here I think it's the angle uh, he doesn't seem as big as he is like like I, buff I as he is now I noticed that his head was shaped weirdly 
It's always been weird. I, mm-hmm. I, but I haven't paid attention to that because yeah. I guess I'm always looking at his body. But mm-hmm. his, man, fine. I, yeah. That smile. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you have really nice teeth. Look at those sir. teeth. Oh my <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. And they're so pearly white. Cause you know, Americans, we're all about white teeth. <laughs> uh, the whiter, the better for us. And I was like, Ooh, they just look so healthy. <laughs> I, on my, on my uh, piece of paper. I said, Dwayne wants some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all, there is talks that there is going to be a three. And so I'm hoping that he actually comes back and they're dating. And you know, he, he might check her a little bit and get her, her life together. We'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we're going to transition over to Terry and Diane. Mm-hmm. At first, when I saw it, when it first started coming on and they mm-hmm. was looking at them or whatever, I was like, okay, they, they're communicating well. They're, you know, they're it, doing good. Uh-huh. And they do communicate the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Well, the problem is you're not saying everything you need, you need to, to be, be saying. saying. Because yes. that's literally <laughs> what Patricia said. They communicate too well. Mm-hmm. And then they be cutting, mm-hmm. yeah, each other. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that you know he was another one that showed investment in his spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, they yes. really kind of did like a two and two <laughs> for this one. Well, when we talk about Marcus, that was something different. But mm-hmm. at least Terry really seemed invested in his marriage and family mm-hmm. and they had and non-traditional roles they to did. a certain degree because he technically was the more mothering or mm-hmm. nurturing Caretaker. person and got home with the kids type of thing oh and by the way y'all terry um is a pediatrician um has his own practice and diane is a litigator who um, just made partner just made partner so you know it's everybody's power couples technically Mm -hmm. technically um and so they've also been together the same amount of time i don't know if they've been married the same amount of time as patricia and gavin because i don't think they ever said but um successful couple Mm -hmm. all the way around yeah uh it was they were a very interesting dynamic to me yeah because he was it was almost like he i mean he was starving for her affection and attention and time. Mm-hmm. And she was like trying to, I think she was, because she was focused on her career. Mm-hmm. It was seemingly like she was detaching from him. Mm-hmm. She reminded me of Robin Givens on, um, Boomerang. Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just not as cutthroat Lord, mm-hmm. but <laughs> very cutthroat. Yeah. Um, poor work-life balance and you see that off top yeah (laughs) you see that a lot with people trying to make partner of course but you know she just did a lot of shady stuff like Mm -hmm. i'm all for women having agency over their body but at no time should you not tell your husband you've tied your tubes yeah oh my god and you've said that you're gonna have another baby with this man but you're putting it off like and you 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 start an argument with this man every night so that y'all don't have to have sex like how, that he don't understand right and he know her right i say you better know yes okay that's everything about, about observant yes mm-hmm. yes understanding yes. if y'all hear the sirens excuse it we already told y'all that they be doing the most mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just adding a little flair that's all that's our that's our they uh, should have popped our, up when gavin i know had to, <laughs> I was, yeah, I know i was gonna say that's just our little uh music <laughs> <laughs> man you know 
And she did a lot of deflecting. Ooh. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. When he was trying to say, look, I need you to put your phone down. Really focus. We do this every year. Like, why are you even trying to act like this is not our time? This is our vacation. And then she deflects and calls him controlling. Mm-hmm. So you projecting and blaming, ma'am. That's what we doing. The man, you notice. Know Y'all been friends forever. So, mm-hmm. Y'all met freshman year. I think they said at the first movie they was 34, 33, 34, something like that. So come on now. Yeah. You know better at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's not paying attention to his needs. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about his needs, her needs, and the five love languages in a previous session. So she's not paying attention to his mm-hmm. needs. And he's he seemingly is still trying to show her what his needs are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He all he need a little quality time and some and some physical <laughs> touch. <laughs> and he says it. I can honestly say, mm-hmm. um, Terry did a good job of speaking what he needed instead yeah. of it just being like you should know, right? Yeah. And and the thing is, like he said in the in there, he he was tired of begging her for time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then she has this crazy notion that he jealous of her like we were talking about this before we started recording i was like y'all both doctors yeah what is what does he got to be y'all both make money in fact he probably get more money probably because medical doctors be bringing in the coins (laughs) they they do do. (laughs) they do you know i the one thing that you know it didn't seem like she really did was well one she didn't listen Mm-hmm. Um, and she heard what she wanted to hear Ooh. Mm-hmm. and she didn't communicate, Mm-mm. you know, that goes back to what you were saying that, um, Gavin said to Patricia about you saying a lot of words, but like there you ain't, ain't saying nothing. Yeah. Like you're not saying nothing. So while she said stuff, it's like, you're speaking to your, your, your husband. Absolutely. But you're not saying anything that's really driving the conversation in any real direction. Yeah skate around the topic and I appreciate that um Terry had like a balance of that like it was I can confront you mm-hmm. but I'm also not trying to push you into anything either like I want you to give it to me freely whatever the it is mm-hmm. and so but when she got out of hand like when she came, when she came and was talking all about um I don't know if it was uh, she, Sheila. Mm-hmm. Sheila hadn't gotten there, gotten there yet, and was talking about, oh, I'm so worried about my friend. That was her excuse not to have exactly. Sex that night. And he was like, "Well, you remember what? You, well, not that part, but he said several phrases like that. You remember what you want to remember. That's the birthday mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. but in that setting, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When will you be ready? Like that." What man you know asked them questions? When when do you think you'll be ready None. to be intimate? And then she would just cast her eyes off every movie. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, that's your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Well, there was a funny spot in there that I thought, I said, man, this movie had a lot of like ad-libby stuff that probably happened in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was chopping that wood outside, <laughs> and he yes. was talking about... <laughs> like man <laughs> and then he chopped it real hard one time uh-huh. and it went flying and hit uh michael <laughs> i mean uh, marcus, marcus. It hit marcus in the leg <laughs> i was like i feel like that was real i think that was real, <laughs> it was real. 
I was like, but look, that man got a lot of pent up frustration. Yeah. Right. You know, again, I, I think this movie does a good job of showing how we do not focus on the emotional needs of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, especially cause you get to see both types of men, the emotionally intelligent and the most, emotionally unintelligent mm-hmm. men in this movie mm-hmm. oh yes yeah mm-hmm. which i appreciate that you get to see both ends of that yeah mm-hmm. but here you have a, a man that is trying to like we've already said trying to assert his needs trying to communicate trying to compromise slash negotiate with you mm-hmm. is being patient with you and you are just taking take it take it take mm-hmm. it take it give me more give mm-hmm. me more just bent that pole man or Mm-hmm. and that's Tyler Perry you know he tall yes yeah. and testosterone excuse me is a hell of a drug yeah mm-hmm. you know we as you know biological uh women you know we don't have a whole lot of it running through us you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know nope. so it's very hard for us to put ourselves in a position to understand what that really feels like mm-hmm. you know how that affects the way they think what they visualize what they feel um, because I imagine it's very difficult, but again, it's only, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And when you have a spouse that's trying to explain to you how he wants to connect with you, mm-hmm. um, none of that's being taken to, into account yeah, that no. not just on a, I want to connect with my wife level because I love you. And I, we have this relationship and I want to, you know, um, be with you in that way on top of that. I have physical drives that are also telling me like, Hey, 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 knock, 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 knock. Um, you going, you going to take care of that? You going to mm-hmm. take care of that? How about now? Now, now, how about now? Mm-hmm. You know? And this is things I, I've heard from men before. Like it's just constantly something that's just a running tape. That's yeah. just there. And none of that was spoken about or really mm-hmm. fixed. Yeah. I feel like, uh, um, the main difference in this couple from Patricia and Gavin was that they discussed their problems, but there was never resolution Mm -hmm. versus the other couple that it was just avoidance all day, every day, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it makes you wonder what she had told herself that she was going to lose, which I get it as a woman climbing the corporate ladder, um, wanting certain things to be this way and you know what your body has to go through in order to have a kid but the thing was she says she compromised when she had the first girl I literally first kid I just read that on my notes I was literally just thinking about that that when you marry someone check your value systems Mm -hmm. are they in line with one another if you are a career-driven focused individual and you know that that having a child is not going to align with those career goals, mm-hmm. but you have a partner that wants not only one child, but more you like want multi- four, yeah, you want multiple children, right? You really got to take into account. Is this going to be a good match for you? Mm-hmm. Um, in the totality. Yeah. You know, not just looking at the parts of this person that you like, yeah, but looking at them as a whole piece and like, hold on. Yep, that's not gonna work. You know that 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 goes with you know paying attention to even if you do like this person, even if you are in love with this person, and you realize later on that you didn't want to have children because you want to make 
you know, your career, your baby or your career, your priority, that's fine. But you have to be honest with yourself. You have to know what it is that you want in the long run so that you won't take this person down this road with this journey with you that they a different journey with you than they thought that they were getting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, I feel like with them, it was just so unnecessary because she could have just communicated the things or, Hey, let's hold off to this. Let's do it like this because he was all for family planning Mm -hmm. and you already know most of us got here (laughs) because of an accident. Like, let's just, I didn't didn't know. Guess what? It happened. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's not like, he was saying, hey, we need to have them back to back to back or it needs to be like this. He's like, okay, I know this is important to you. This is important to me. The man had to go to residency. You had to go get your doctorate too. Like y'all both are at doctorate levels in your profession. So there had to be some form of planning. And he knew you wanted to make partner which if i'm not mistaken that was the agreement after you make partner you get in there get settled and we have the next baby like Mm -hmm. now if you're changing the rules right moving the uh, finish line Mm -hmm. we're not doing this today okay Mm -mm. and the thing is if you like it was said earlier if you decided that you wanted to change the finish line then have have a discussion so that your partner can be a part of it don't just go and, t- and my thing is, why if you ain't already had your tubes tied, why didn't you want to have sex? You weren't going to get pregnant. Tubes tied mm-hmm. when she delivered the girl. Right. So why? Girl. What was well, the- because she, first of all, she married to a doctor. So he's going to start wondering why? why are you not getting pregnant? Because I know exactly how you got pregnant last time. Because obviously his swimmers is working because he says we had sex one time when you got pregnant with true, her. True. So he knows kind of how her body, he knows her body well. And she, he knows how he wanted them dudes to know her cycle and all that other kind of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Even if he wasn't no doctor, just the character that he plays. Um, and I feel like she had to make up her lie in order for him not to get suspicion, suspicious. And if Mike hadn't been telling everybody secrets, he still wouldn't have known. But the thing is that baby was about for it looks she looked like she was about five or six years old so mm-hmm. you mean say five to six years y'all like how it didn't come up right mm-hmm. well you know technically to get pregnant it ain't really that big of a window and if they not have if they've not been having consistent weekly sex for let's just say six years like we'll say a year before she got pregnant this this the norm because he hadn't had sex with his wife for three months Mm. right so uh, i'm (laughs) just confused on why she wasn't consistently at least in these three months Mm. that see that that's what made me think she was already cheating cheating. in the next room right (laughs) i almost put that on the uh, post today (laughs) Um, (laughs) i don't i just don't think she's that smart she good with you know problem solving other people's stuff but she ain't that smart Mm. when it comes to personal affairs i got the impression that so of course this is back after watching the films that if she wasn't having an affair at that time, the seed of wanting to was already planted mm-hmm. at that time. Hmm. You know, that level of disconnect that she felt cause it's not all, I just don't want to have a baby with you. You know, no, of course that's stuff. some, I think um, she's smelling herself too. That is that I want somebody yeah. on my caliber yeah, that or what high I believe mighty that right. ooh, like, I'm like, ma'am, Calm down. Let, mm-hmm. Come get you a little born man. Because he can't be on the same level as you and y'all got 
all this other stuff going on. Like, it it really don't make no sense. And the fact that he's a pediatrician and he get out by five, oh, he, he doing it. But there's a difference between, you know, she's a lawyer and what, again, this all kind of goes down to the messages that mm-hmm. we're, that are communicated to us on a societal level. Yeah. What we believe lawyers are, you know, yeah. that's power, that's flash. There's a certain level of prestige yep. that comes with being what people think lawyers are. So, and I've made partner. Yeah. You know, so. It gave me anxiety. Right. And you're a pediatrician. <laughs> Even though you're a doctor, you He's know. not a surgeon. Right. A plastic surgeon. You're not a surgeon. Yeah. You know, you're a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. So even within the medical field, of course, there's hierarchies because, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to have a certain level of respect for a surgeon versus a podiatrist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Need so if in my mind, I think I'm higher regardless of the financial whether they were on par with each other or he or she was making more but because of what I believe this position is and he matched that Mm -hmm. you know yeah think about suits anybody ever seen the show suits Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like he may have matched that and you kind of have and your husband's a pediatrician he may be a down-home kind of small practice Mm -hmm. you know he has a much more kind of country vibe mm-hmm. and maybe i wanted a power man mm-hmm. you know somebody okay. to drive it home yeah mm-hmm. in more way than one mm-hmm. well in the second one he got his son <laughs> he did mm-hmm. and Five i was like years later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which they said something about three years. The timing. They it, said three, but I was like, that boy is five. I know. I was like, y'all said three, but I was like, this kid don't look no. He look be about five or six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, he too big. And right. Because that girl talking. look about 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how y'all feel about her forgetting his birthday? Girl. And Sheila had to remind her that Makes it was sense. his birthday. But you know what? I was like, as selfish as she is, I'm not even surprised. Yeah, yeah it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, how you been with this man since y'all was 18 and you forgot his birthday? You, you just put in your For calendar. real, for real smelling yourself. And to come home mm-hmm. and his assistant, his nurse. And you got done, the nerve to get mad? Oh, so y'all, y'all having an affair? Ma'am, you ain't d- doing him. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, ain't that the pot calling the kettle okay. black? Girl, I was so upset. And he was, you can tell he's such a respectful, like polite person. But that little temper, you keep your voice down. You're not going to wake up. Is her name Kenya? I just made the Kenya. baby name. Yeah, Kenya. Okay, you're not going to wake up Kenya. And then she's steady following him, antagonizing him. You're just jealous. You're just this. I'm like, ma'am, what? You missed the birthday. He didn't forget his birthday. He was mm-hmm. born. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he was there waiting for yes. you. For you. And that's when he said, you remember what you want to, love. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Which is the truth. Yeah. That's. People make that's time for what they want to make time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, when he took that ring off and said, you about to lose your husband, I said, oh. <laughs> oh, he yeah. done moved out, put the ring on. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so sad. It mm-hmm. is. It's so heartbreaking. But I was proud of him. Yeah. You better set your You know, when we talk about in- infidelity and, you know, just kind of, or the implication, because this was more of her implying mm-hmm. that he was having an affair. But he was like, no, nah, you're not going to disrespect me like that. Mm-hmm. No. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm not doing. And I know who I am to you in this, this marriage. Mm-hmm. And you are not being fair and what you are saying and doing is unacceptable to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to take that. 
So like, you need to understand. Now, of course, we know it ended up being a, a ploy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if ploy is the right word. But he said, I'm just trying to teach her a lesson. Yeah. But I feel like he was saving face in front of the boys when he said that. Because in that moment, yeah. he was he was done. No, possibly. Absolutely. He didn't yeah. really win got a whole situation. Yeah, he done got a whole apartment. <laughs> Whole. I know, I was, and it was big. Right. I was like, this is a house. That's <laughs> what I thought it was a house. Oh, I, was I don't like, know what it was. I was no, 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 I'm have... saying she said apartment, oh, okay. but I was like, dude, this this lost space. But then I was like, you do got kids. So that, I mean, a kid at that time. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, it was big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out, like, she was. Well, she Not was having yet. an emotional. Not oh, that's yet. from the second one. That's yeah, the that's second. second one. Yeah. But going when he that. was able to break down what Ooh. happened in fe- February the seventeenth and sixty three days 8th. and Mar- what happened March Girl. the eighth, I'm like, you better know. He was the like, difference. Observant. He I did. Said, Where is mine? He said, "You your <laughs> perfume ain't the same. Yo, you took a little bit more time doing your makeup. Mm-hmm. You came checking and your outfits. Sexed him down and was thinking of him like this." When we were talking about emotional I wrote that in my notes. affairs, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is the epitome of it. She had crossed over into quite a few of them. So emotional, um, probably a little financial in there because, you know, mm-hmm. they spending time together and um, the platonic, you mm-hmm. know. So, ooh, girl, and that, that little, his whole, he was crushed. He already knew what was happening because he had been asking questions. Like, did these flowers come with the card? Well, mm-hmm. he she See, called him Phil uh, yes. at the beach. Uh-huh. He was like, what? Who's Phil? I'm mm-hmm. going to go Phil. Um, the tub man, we don't even take say a bath. that. <laughs> Were you going to run the bath water? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, your man named Terry. Terry. Yeah. That don't sound like Phil. Yeah. And the fact that you... You know, after you say it, and he said, who, like that instant, I'm telling you, if you pay attention to body language, mm-hmm. facial expressions, tone, all of that, that slight hesitation is all the person needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It don't take a whole lot to gather information from somebody. It's so when he say, seconds. who's Phil? And you go, Phil? Because uh-huh. lies That's don't it. need to be thought about. Unless That's you it. got like chemo brain or pregnancy brain or something like that, you know, brain trauma. But that's different. We're talking about normal, average people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, girl, it just broke my heart to see. Because you could see his whole face was crushed. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to watch her, too, you know, realize what she was doing. And you you know that she still does love her husband, but she not paying attention to what she doing, mm-hmm. which is ironic. The amount of cheaters in y'all friend group. <laughs> I know. You got three, three of them in there. So it's just kind of like you ain't paying attention to any of this and she's probably thinking oh it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean this and they actually talk about what we talked about um they in, did uh i love misery about is there a difference between mm-hmm. um emotional affair versus mm-hmm. sexual affair yep. and they was like nah she in a whole relationship yeah. with him You're okay right. she is yeah don't bring me no calla lilies <laughs> first of all i don't want no calla lilies but i'm just saying don't bring me nothing you can bring right. me a cup of coffee but that's about it. Mm. Man. She should have lied better than that. She was, no. I would have been like. I told you she's stupid. I, <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know. Cause some, I don't know. if it, They just handed it to me. So they said it was delivered. I, I thought it was from you. And that's the only thing <laughs> okay. that saves her. Mm-hmm. Because she is so. Oblivious. Oblivious. She's green. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it comes to stuff like that. It's not this. 
she calculated. Even history. though she's calculated when she be deflecting, she's not calculated with this. Because mm-hmm. Lord, he did he the rate it would have been no more Terry and Diane. <laughs> Very different than the next set of individuals that mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about. So if you have thought that we've been pretty mild mannered hmm. up until this one is now, a- these next two sets of couples. Mm. Mm. Oh boy. First of all, Lord have this mercy. whole this airplane scene. <laughs> lo- oh, y'all so, go ahead. So who are we talking them. about? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't uh, guessed by now, so the 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 sets of individuals we're about to talk about is Sheila <laughs> and her at in movie one husband Mike, mm-hmm. um, and then her. Well, his concubine. Well, her friend. Her friend and his mistress, mm-hmm. Trina. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Officer Troy will yes. will come in mm. uh, a little bit later. Yes. Now, you go ahead, uh, doctor. First of all, I'm trying to first. I need to start from the beginning. Like the beginning. First of all, how <laughs> oh, did. Wait, the, uh, wait before go you go in. Go ahead. We got to tell who they are, though. So I don't know what Mike does, but I'm assuming he's some type of investment type of situation because he says he made out okay. And so I don't know if that's investment in property or investment Mm. in like financial um, avenues. Sheila is a stay at home wife, not mom, stay at home wife. But that's that's a later abusive manipulation tactic that we find out. Mm. Trina is just her home girl that she didn't allow to be around her husband. And that turns into something else. And then Troy is the owner of the home that they are using in the first movie. And he's also the local sheriff and uh, is a military brat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first scene, it starts off with uh, <laughs> Sheila, Mike and Trina, the friend getting on this airplane. Mm. First of all, I'm trying to figure out who bought the tickets. How did Sheila. I know? who bought the tickets and didn't disperse them correctly yeah to to why you not sitting beside your own husband well she did disperse them correctly she just was walking up the aisle by herself while she was talking to trina and she's oblivious she's like okay i'm gonna make my marriage she reminds me i don't know if y'all have watched this show and i made this note in my um notes um this this girl named Paige on married at first sight mike Mm. is her husband Chris and she is Paige God has you know what God has brought together ma'am ain't no God in your marriage <laughs> it's Satan girl <laughs> only thing I'm trying to figure out is how Trina end up sitting beside her husband and because he controlled her first, controls her too and then how first of all how you how you go in first how what's this how you do that how you do that first how you get into the aisle first beside my husband. And I, first of all, you should have been sitting beside me. Well, he did push or her Or I was going to be sitting beside my husband. Why are you here? That Girl. is the first thing. <laughs> like, how Why did... was you even invited on a couple's retreat? Because Sheila, she, I'm like, man, why do you feel sorry for her? You can't save your own situation, but you're trying to save hers. And you're trying to fix her up. Fix yourself up with a, a better husband. Well, obviously she did. Yes, um, but, but in I, that time. <laughs> I was like, the stuff that he said on the husband plane. was saying, oh, it just. And then mm, he gave up. Oh, that pat pat? The way he gave her that money. That money. 
and degrading her at the same time yeah and you don't realize until the second movie when he's reminiscing about a whole bunch of stuff um from his perspective that actually he's been abusing her the whole time and, and they have two different memory perspectives yeah. of their marriage oh yeah yeah he thought he was a good dude he still for, for a many uh you know for a big majority you know of the relationship he really thought he was out here he thinking it's all good fun ah oh, she knows she big he wasn't he wasn't a, a okay person until he was almost dead right and mm-hmm. i say that yeah with like as he just wasn't as like, as I can. and i think that's the thing like he just wasn't a a, a horrible husband like he just was no he almost was a trash person bad like yeah. even his friends would be like dude, dude. uh-huh like like because he fat shamed her the whole time fat shamed her talked about the sex talked about what she don't do mm-hmm. um that's when we you know we hear gavin talk about the whole 80 20 rule and you know you be over here got a whole full complete package and it's just these little bit you know mm-hmm. not that you're not getting and you'll trade your 80 for a 20 and trina or tricker that's where you know that's where i get <laughs> my brother's <laughs> nicknames for their girlfriends from um <laughs> <laughs> you know you you left your wife for this 20 who don't do nothing yeah but spend your money that's it that's it mm. i know the thing i was saying about her i was like she doesn't just have low self-esteem she has no mm-hmm. self-esteem because no it would have been no way i would have drove i wouldn't have drove period but i definitely wouldn't have drove by myself Mm-mm. no i was like at least trina getting off this plane at least babe it, you want to keep acting stupid you can act stupid but trina you, you coming with you me you coming with me one way and, he, the and, other. And, and the thing is she did try she ain't try hard enough she attempted to, he was like, no, 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 sit down. She'll be all right. She'll be fine. I, girl, his hand would have been broke. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, Sheila, how are you this oblivious? Well, she's it's a better woman by this point. You know, you got to think. Yeah. You know, he has trained her well. So yeah. well, you know, one of the conversations she ends up having with Troy is that she used to be self-deprecating and do it to before mm-hmm, before, before he, he did say it, it. so mm-hmm. she just ooh, it it, it was, was like he was hard. a bully he oh it, it was just and it was he was so just disgusting. kind of open with it he yes. was like i'm gonna do whatever i want to do talk crazy about y'all's wives talk crazy about my wife blatantly flirt with trina in front of y'all sneaking out the bedroom and the girl i'm like how have none of your friends whooped your behind all these right years? like i just didn't understand how he was still part of the friend group yeah. i like i just didn't ooh, get I it i didn't understand that either because it was it would be no way how do y'all no find way it? yeah like <laughs> that I, Cause it almost, and I know this is not in reality, but it almost seems like y'all are saying that this is acceptable. You're continuing to have this man in y'all's friend group mm-hmm. knowing full well. Yeah. The silence speaks loudly. Cause I, I literally was thinking that when, um, Sheila was still driving and she had just pulled over the first time mm-hmm. and then it pans to them getting out of the, uh, the taxi mm-hmm. and, the women come down and like where's Sheila you left her you did all this like the women giving him the third degree and the men just sitting there and I was like this is so stereotypical of when we say protect black women 
mm-hmm. and it's always other black women protecting black mm-hmm. women even mm-hmm. though it's a black woman hurting us mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i'm saying but the men are just not showing up the way that they need to do now of course later on in the movie they they do check him and they just do it in private or whatever and but i'm like it, you they do it, it lightly light they very lightly check him because like you fat shamed your wife first of all you showed up to a couple's retreat with another woman with another woman and we know you're still married and we know your wife is a good wife to you very that right there would have been enough to be like nah you got to go you got to go dog i don't even know why trina was able to stay she should have ma'am patty that's why patty Mm -hmm. that's exactly why she got to stay because angela walked down them steps and knocked that suitcase out of mark's hand (laughs) she can get it right (laughs) because she she wanted to be at a couple's retreat with her single self let her single self take care of her single self (laughs) i'm telling single bag i'm telling you my favorite woman that gives them antidotes is really angela because angela never missed nothing now internally she's special but she was like "Mm -mm." i loved how she was checking and observing and evaluating and speaking up for the stuff that was going on yeah Mm -hmm. on on in her life but she was just annoying with her husband yeah that delivery is yeah hot mess are we gonna get to them (laughs) y'all but i agree with Mm y'all she was out of she was the only person that i felt truly stood up for sheila Mm -hmm. yeah you know i feel like and troy I mean, but but he hasn't really entered yeah, into yeah. the picture at this point, you know, but outside of the little bit that Patricia, the Patricia did and the little bit that Diane did, you know, Angela was really the only one like, nah, this is not right. And I'm going to let her know what in the world is going on because this is not acceptable. This is somebody we love. Yeah. But you can tell. Because this normally happens when you, you know, you probably have a quad or whatever. You can tell which two are closer together, Diane and Patricia, and then um, Mm. Sheila and uh, Angela, Angela, Mm -hmm. which would make sense. The mousy person who has no voice is going to have the the loud, boisterous person. And then the the two that are kind of in the middle um, will gravitate. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, there was just so much ickiness. He's one of them kind of, I've been seeing this meme go around on, uh, instagram and well, i don't have twitter but it came from twitter about people they said uh he understood the assignment mm-hmm. so it's about the meme is about actors who really played a part real well mm-hmm. or who play whatever role they've been assigned they play that role really well and this is an example of understanding the assignment yeah girl i was like i'm a, he was almost up there with the, the attorney <laughs> that, oh yeah that couldn't walk mm-hmm. yeah. kimberly Lee kimberly at least threw him in that bathtub i was like i'm about to not like richard (laughs) (laughs) richard get it together yeah yeah Yeah, it was he i mean he played the mess out of that it uh for me seeing his role was exhausting Mm -hmm. because i know i'm one of those people that i'm trying not to cuss hold on give me a second In like effort. right you first of all you not we not getting ready to have we getting ready to have some i continue at the end part we getting ready to be fighting for real sir mm-hmm. thank you he was exhausted yes and the the amount of correction that everybody had to give him you cannot be this damn old and still 
acting like a child. No insight. No self-awareness at None. all. And girl, a prime example. It's got to be a rule out there that if your wife ain't giving you none, you can go <gasps> cheat on her. What? <laughs> it's the constitution. Why are you married? You you could have been a great polygamist. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean polygamist, not polyamorous, a polygamist. Because that's very different. different. Yes. You know, like, sister and I mean wives. in the traditional way. Yes, yes. sister wives, where it's one dude and all the rest is mm-hmm. the women. But he was just, and he was demeaning. Like... To everyone. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, that's why I did not understand how he was allowed to maintain being in that friend group. It's like they laughed it off and they they tried to hold him accountable, but then they would laugh off certain things. And it's like, no, he's demeaning to all of you. Y'all allow him to speak crazy to y'all's wives about y'all's wives. Mm-hmm. And it just is like, oh, that's just, that's just Mike. And, you know, that, that makes me wonder, like... You know, usually in friend groups, everybody brings something to the group. Mm-hmm. What did he bring to the group? Probably the comedic relief, like the sarcasm. But I maybe as he got older, it became more Annoying. toxic. Mm-hmm. It, it's always mm-hmm. it seems like it's been toxic, but he seems like he's the joker yeah. of the group, the prankster, that all that kind of stuff, and yeah. the slick mm-hmm. talker. Um, but he, I mean, he trash. He is a trash human being. Mhm. Yeah. And first of all, that that makes me also wonder about Trina. Like you, she s- trash too. I, mm-hmm. I she she a gold digger, for real, for real. I ain't saying she a. <laughs> she ain't mess with no. She wouldn't. Right. At all. Because he realized afterwards. Oh, that was twenty. He said she don't cook. She don't clean. She don't do nothing. She don't do nothing. But spend his money. Mm-hmm. But spend his money yeah it's like well what do you expect you went for flash you went for a trophy you went for what you thought was what you wanted mm-hmm. you know you went for the thing that looked good again everything that glitters ain't gold mm. and you learned very quickly like hold on like this other woman really was down for me y'all hold that cool. scene in the in the bedroom y'all like i i think i acted reacted like this the first time i wanted to jump through the tv oh when she had a nightgown her on nightgown her little negligee her, right trina trina lied to you you need to go slap trina See, that you should, really do need that to go slap been trina an indication right there the way he had phrased that mm. you know what i mean yeah she my nerves was bad my oh. My nerves was bad. But and I was like, it wasn't even that bad. No. Talking about it was actually she looked cute. like the sun or something. Like, I was like, oh, my First God. First of all, she yellow. I mean, you. what was you expecting? I don't even know. He just weird. Just... Um, and then you laugh. Do you know how degrading that is for mm-hmm. somebody when you're trying to appear sexy? Mm-hmm. Be open and vulnerable. And, and they laugh. And you, And the thing is, you're doing this for him. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't put on lingerie or negligees or anything like that for myself. Mm-mm. I'm putting that on for you. Exactly. And you, I mean, talk about this, you know, if you could see my fingers like this small, you know, feelings lower than lower than dirt. You know, that you do not have any awareness of me as a human being. 
Not even as your wife, like me as a human being. And then yeah. she still said, I love you. I want to make this work. What do we, what do I need to do to make this work? You can start by losing 50 pounds. Okay. I done okay. got mad. I'll, I can't talk no more about them because I done got mad again. But we, we missing one, one person in the, the trio now. Troy, we talked about Troy earlier. Troy, mm-hmm. Troy, fine. Groove theory. Uh, I was calling him groove theory, even though he's not groove theory. I know yes. he's not, but like <laughs> they have a similar uh-huh. look a little bit. Um, but he's very nice. He's like boy next door. He's the knight in shining armor. He has a lot of the same traits that Gavin has. Mm-hmm, They're very mm-hmm. similar, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, but he is exactly what. Sheila ends up needing, you know, mm-hmm. even the opposite though, of what she had. Exactly. Cause you, I think people kind of forget, like you need to figure out who you are and you have to realize, ma'am, you can't, he too much. Your right. first husband is too much in comparison to you. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say Troy, he does say that he was married at one point. Cause you know, he asked her the question when she gets to the police station, you know, um, why are you driving by yourself? I know if I, if you were my wife, I wouldn't let you drive by yourself. And she was like, do you, are you married? He's like divorced. She said, mm. and then, <laughs> which was slightly judgmental. It was, ma'am, you have no room. Mm-hmm. No. And it's ironic. Cause I'm like, that's the most shade you're going to get. See, this, this why your man walking all over you right now. But then, you know, he asked her, you know, you want to eat something? I made some chili. He's talking about, don't I look like I can eat? I'm a big girl. He's talking about, well, big girl need to eat too, right? So I appreciate that he never, like, allowed Sad. her to bait him mm-hmm. into those uh, types of conversations. And he held her accountable to be there for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he... When when I when she said that uh you know she needed to lose weight or something when she was working in the little store and he was like well if you wanted to lose weight then just exercise girl the way she was looking at that man and that <sighs> neck baby he has bad. that bone structure he got nice teeth too them teeth <laughs> so you he did that little up. he not only he did the little half cock smile too you know when you just do one side I was like tell me if you want that. <laughs> Just like Lord have mercy, yes. I don't know why I always call him because, like you said, they have fit, similar features. Groove theory like, dude got nice teeth too. <sighs> if y'all wonder, groove theory is it's the black guy that was in um, beauty salon with Queen Latifah, and he said, "I take your man." That's the real <laughs> guy from Groove Theory. He was in a group with Emil Larue, but mm-hmm. yeah, he fine. Anyway, we done. We and done that uh, Marvin Gaye was playing. Boy, I was like, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah, she ain't felt that in probably a long years. Time. And then he kissed her. I said, "You better suck her soul out of her body <laughs> and then put it back in, <laughs> polished and stuff." Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, "Can we break? Yeah. <laughs> we need." She you. know what to do with that. <laughs> Help me. Um, well, we done skipped stuff. I'm sorry, we done got sidetracked with Troy, but the reason why she ends up staying is because at that dinner we talked about earlier um mike starts spilling everybody's secrets because of course angela is still you know taken up for her friend and spills the the tea that trina yeah, trina and um mike have been having an affair um she he talks to her real crazy again mm-hmm. um snapping his fingers and then she just picks up a wine bottle and beat that beat with a pop <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what she did and walked over 
Because I'm like, you have the 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 gall, the audacity, the to, unmitigated. Okay, <laughs> to sit there and be like, look, you know, you could have the 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 rent house, and you know, you, I'll give you this, and you ain't got to thank me for that. My- I told you I can't talk about him. Like anymore. this woman just learned that you're having an affair with her friend, with her friend, and then you're gonna be like, and you're just saying it is so callously, mm-hmm. emotionless. You know, you know, you can have this, and you can have this. You know, so you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. She froze it. Well, she frozen probably for if I'm saying in month time, probably the first two months. Mm-hmm. That she, after this has happened, she frozen when he when it's announced. She's frozen in that room. Um, did I kill him? I should have killed him. Like she she is in a whole other space. Talking about snapped. Yes. She was she was almost yeah. there. If it yeah, wouldn't her, have been for Troy, her mm-hmm. episode was getting written right then. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, reenactment city. You know, like he was. I'm like. Was he antisocial? Because this kind of is giving antisocial vibes. You're not in a serial killer kind of way that most people think. But, you know, his lack of empathy, his lack of... I want to say narcissism. Definitely that. I think he could probably be a classic narcissist. Not to the level of malignant, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he could. Yeah. He could be. Yeah. Because he still... Yeah, I would say narcissist. Yeah, because that emotionless. Oh, y'all, y'all go ahead because y'all know I can it's talk the, about it. What <laughs> I was saying earlier, the dark empath where mm-hmm. he has enough charisma to draw you in. But yeah. Then he's emotionally aware enough to know exactly how to do it. Like he had that down pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's just and there was almost no redeeming quality about him. To the point to even when you learn later in the second movie that he's sick, it's still even difficult to have. Like, you got it because you deserve it. And, yeah. I, yeah. and I say that as somebody who done battled cancer. Mm. You yeah. know, it's just like, I can't even feel sorry for you because you still doing stuff. Person. You still done grabbed her. You still done, you told the uh, sheriff why he needed the job like it was just so many pieces and i'm just like oh you deserve to get knocked out i was like in pain for him because i know what that feel like Mm -hmm. you know to be sick from chemo but uh -uh. yeah like it's so hard because you know there's always like the the person you love to hate Mm -hmm. he doesn't even have that quality right no you know he's not an anti-hero he's not the villain you love to hate like you're just straight villain he always puts his foot in his mouth Mm -hmm. on purpose Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm because like i don't even understand why he showed up to the beach girl that second trip i was like oh it's my timeshare i don't care who you can come another time right And and I I wanted to have some sort of empathy because I'm like okay well he know he's sick they don't know he's sick that he he know he's sick so he don't know if he gonna survive so maybe he's just trying to spend time with his friends for the last time if he would have been but making just, amends then yeah but right but he wasn't he was being messy mm-hmm. yeah and that so that's what took yeah. me back to why are you here mm-hmm. yeah and it was clear by this point they don't want you here right no, nobody and it's, see. Not self-aware because when you're self-aware, you're aware of how your behavior and your actions, um, how they affect other people. Mm -hmm. And you, he was totally not aware. Oh, he was 
oblivious yeah. or he just didn't care that too uh, i think is he didn't care um and you know in the second film he was doing a lot of the stuff he was doing to air quotes win sheila back but i'm like sheila yeah. don't want you she wants somebody that's nice and kind and considerate and can give her babies because obviously you've been shooting blanks for 14 years right and my thing is you you were trying to do things to get her back but you hadn't changed at all the only Mm -hmm. reason why you semi or nicer is because you have cancer right and the way he was looking it made me think like did he really have something going on because he he looked different you know what i mean but he might just gain weight i hope he didn't have nothing oh you're talking about richard in the real life the real life gotcha Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Or uh, maybe they had to make him look that way because he had had, had the diagnosis. That's possible. That's mm-hmm. possible. Makeup. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know Tyler Perry, that ain't his strong suit in his <laughs> films and movies and stuff like no. that. But <laughs> my thing, it was like you were disrespectful to her husband Ooh. for no reason. I was so glad he got he had some snap back on him. Me too. He did. I was mad. I, Troy said, almost got these word hands. He <laughs> said, now nurse your... <laughs> <laughs> now nurse your little fruity drink. <laughs> yes. <sighs> he... He said, I'm not going to, he's like, what I did appreciate about Troy, he like, look, I ain't going to be like them. He didn't say this, but that's what he was yeah, he saying. Said, I don't mm-hmm. like you. I'm not going to be these right. other ones. Right. I don't like you. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sit over there and be quiet yeah. and nurse your little fruity drink. Yeah. So obviously y'all, Troy and Sheila end up getting married before yeah. the, yeah, before the end of the first movie, they all go back for Dr. Patricia's, um, award ceremony and then they come back they all booed up she mm-hmm. looking good she didn't uh she got them twins sitting up right sitting lost bang. all her weight <laughs> she done went off on trina that that was i gonna whoop that girl i love <laughs> that, like, that bathroom you, scene. you better be jilly mm-hmm. yes. from philly because that's who she was in that scene i said come back come back you gotta i gotta love be that be sheila yes be sheila but um we enter into that second movie with, like I said, we well, we're assuming it's five years, even though they say three years because of the age of the kids. Um, and they've moved to Atlanta to be closer to her mom. Um, and their friends. And their friends. And he has sold the business but kept the house. And so now they have two mortgages. He doesn't have any job because he's overqualified. I, I can attest. I know how that feels sometimes. Hmm. yeah and i felt bad for him yeah and i was like man ain't this a page out of soul food ain't it <laughs> limb and a bird uh-huh. especially when she went to Ooh, i was Mike like out of all the people that's who you go asked to him to help because if that's the case you really should have just went ahead and went to the girls like you like you had already said that you was gonna do because that would have been for the less who destructive child because i when he went up into that and <laughs> to that uh, loft or whatever that was uh-huh. i he was like, thought he was you ready to hit here? her why are you here <laughs> you're not supposed oh, to be oh my here. god i thought yes. that was oh. ready to be some domestic violence for real that was some good acting in that scene too yeah. he did a good job i said why is he not in more movies <laughs> i don't know because like between him, him and uh and um Patricia. yeah no sheila Oh, yeah. In that scene between the t- way the two of them were acting like it, you could almost genuinely feel like terror. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, <laughs> Ooh, I was scared. for her. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because he found out because Mike can't keep his mouth closed that 
he had gotten a job from um the, the, the police police chief. chief's golfing buddy and he's like do you, do you know his name do you know where he lives why are you giving this man this information that you don't know sir mm-hmm. it but you know yeah other other people don't be realizing they not supposed to be giving out that information <laughs> right yeah um, and i was like this is a kind of like soul food mm-hmm. you didn't give your spouse the opportunity to really do for themselves because he could have went and because you could have told him hey you know mike has a friend that he played with um play golf with um he's the chief of police maybe he you can go talk to him and he can talk to him i know you don't like him but maybe if you just put that aside for right now Mm -hmm. and just go talk to him and see if he'll do it and that could have been a man-to-man conversation instead of excuse me y'all instead of her putting herself in the middle of it especially because they've also just had a baby Mm -hmm. like it's a baby baby y'all like maybe seven months eight months the baby was sitting up so at least seven months Mm -hmm. yeah and but you know still dependent on her you can tell she they make the comment oh you done lost all the baby weight and all this other kind of stuff you're looking good so you know it's a lot going on Mm -hmm. she already got insecurities from the previous marriage Mm -hmm. um and i love the fact that she finally gets her voice oh i said that in my notes yes and she was like you don't ever get to do me this i'm paraphrasing y'all you don't ever get to do me like this it i I don't know how she said it, but something to the effect of you are married to a woman that's been with a bad husband. And he, then he said the reverse of mm-hmm. what she said. Mm-hmm. It's like, when you don't connect with me, it makes me want to do something in order for you not to connect with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I was glad that she knew what her mapping yeah. looked like. Oh, and yeah. she was like, I'm trying to let you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like she told him, you, you cannot talk to me like that. Right. Ever. Yeah. I was I was glad she found her voice yes. too. Yes, absolutely. He was scared. He said, "I thought you left me." I know. Where was I going without the baby? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that too. Like you know, shoot. she breastfeed. You know, she breastfeed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know this kind of goes when you're in an emotional mm-hmm. state. You don't think with logic. You At know all. what I'm saying? Like you're just kind of running rampant, and stuff is just all over the place. So. You know, when she's like, nah, no, you know, if you've been in a battered situation and you've Mm -hmm. been able to get out, like you, your mindset becomes almost zero tolerance. You're always looking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, what you say? You had said something. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You didn't. Okay. Yeah. You're hypervigilant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's very prepared to be to now go toe to toe because that mind of I'm never going to be in that position ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you, the work that you had to do to get out of that position yeah. was too much. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not going back there again. Yeah. I don't want to have to do yeah. that work again. And I think in this situation, you know, a flaw that Troy ended up having is that he stopped allowing her at certain points to be his help meet. Mm-hmm. And if anybody was supposed to be a help meet, it's Sheila. Yeah. yeah she's that soft kind you know giving woman very meek very you know 
Bay what I'm your rock what you need me she she unfortunately but is he, a ride or die but he did the I uh, know right no we can't stand that word <laughs> at all mm-hmm. but he did what the typical man does mm-hmm. and and said it I'm not used to this I'm used to being a provider yeah mm-hmm. and I get it and I and I think what men in this situation need to challenge themselves what other ways other than financial can i provide providing is not just a financial obligation mm-hmm. yeah how are you providing emotionally sexually um spiritually in home, physically parental you know it's, yeah, it's so, so many, many things yeah. and Levels, the fact yeah. that you deduce your value to some coins that's a hot mess yeah yeah, yeah that's unfortunate mm-hmm. yeah. but i get why Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get that he he wants to be able to do that, especially him coming from a military background and things like that. There's a certain structure that he feels is needed and he don't want to see everything gone. He done he done found his forever person. Yeah. And now yeah. it's going up in flames in his mind. And I, you also have to take into consideration the friend group that she has. Yes. Yeah. All know, money. All yeah. of these individuals. I mean, and we're not just talking about like you know oh you make a hundred thousand dollars so you think you balling out of control no these people i mean you just have almost a million dollars just literally sitting no they do in the bank (laughs) you know what i'm saying like so for him to just to be a a cop and i know even on a cop salary there's no way i'm going to be able to compete with the things that these individuals can do and she was able to be a housewife with uh, Mike mm-hmm. and she still is I know I know but I'm just saying like but she taking was taking care of everything she, she's a kept woman right and Even so though. he she, but that's the thing like yeah. she was able to comfortably be that mm-hmm. with Mike yeah like I, he still was able to provide this yes the same lifestyle that mm-hmm. the rest of the individuals were living yeah. right I wish that Troy you know, because at one point he did blame her for the decision. I know I should have went with my first mind or whatever. But I wish when they were deciding to move that he would have found somebody to take over the store. Mm-hmm. And then that would have been two revenues coming in. Because obviously most people are not going to go stay in the, the home um, other than like snowing time. And, you know, if it's, mm-hmm. it looked like it was probably yeah. summer during travel season, um, right. you know, so you, no money comes into that spot when it's the majority of the year. So I think if he would have been a little bit more business minded instead of just catering to her, which we already know, that's kind of how he is with, with Sheila, that that could have helped set them up. And then also maybe he needed to leave later and then travel back and forth. There there were options or that they didn't. find a position first. That too. You could have traveled to interview and things like right. that. And mm-hmm. while I'm trying to figure, when, and maybe she did, maybe that was what was sustaining them as well. Why? How she didn't get no al- alimony? She didn't want it. Said that oh. in the first one she signed it over. She, oh, okay. she Tina Turner him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I I think that would have definitely helped them if they would have planned a little bit better. But I get it. You know, they got married quickly, but still, it's five years later. So I know the timeline in this is it throws me off, but but I get the yeah. But the they've gist. been together for a little while. Mm-hmm. But I agree with both you ladies. There were different options that could have been executed to get there, mm-hmm. and even going on the trip itself. That was something that could have been communicated with the friends. Either you just have to bite the bullet and we can't go this year. Or or, help or something. Yes. Hey, do y'all mind spotting us this year? Y'all know we just moved to Atlanta. It's going to be hard. 
but you got to sit with your friends and have that discussion, mm-hmm. you know, as a collective. And they seem like they would have been, yes. they wouldn't have held it against them. They would have understood like, here are the circumstances. We like this man. Look what he's done for you. Mm-hmm. This is our way to celebrate. And thank you for helping our, yeah. our friend become the woman that we yeah. always knew was inside of her. But yeah. I feel like if they, if she would have brought that up, he probably would have turned it down. He pro- yeah, probably. He may have, but I think it also could have been delivered in a way that he would have at least been more receptive to it because you got to think this is her friend group. And so he hasn't made enough connections with these individuals. He's still an outsider, even though which is everybody, why, which is why I think he would have turned him. it down because it is her friend group. Cause mm-hmm. he's, it was something that she had brought up the money. Yeah. I mean, she was the, ask the, the, yeah. And he ladies. was like, no, those are your friends. And he turned that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he's used to the loner life. You know, his last parent died a while ago. So he's been, the sheriff which is the person that takes care of everybody in the little town but i do think there needed to be some better communication in the hard times but it looks like this was probably their first for real for real big situation mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, they just moved mm-hmm. so yeah. or recently moved rather i don't know how what the timeline was mm-hmm. wow it was a. I mean, there's always more we could unpack on them, but yeah, we think it nutshells it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this oh, last Lord. couple. This one is tense. Boy, Angela and Marcus. Okay. Okay. So our last couple, who are. Man, the piece de resistance <laughs> uh, is Marcus and Angela. Yes. Mm. Now you want to talk about exhausting? Yeah. This couple right here, it, it, it <laughs> exhausting train, and hilarious at the same time. Tr- but they train wreck. Yes, All they are same. a couple that I'm like, why did y'all get married for but real? You, they are the stereotypical ghetto couple that makes it but don't ever change that they from the hood. Uh, that's like my first <laughs> note on here is you can take the person out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the person <laughs> at all. Like Marcus is a, obviously was a, a college football star, went pro, um, had For a two in, years, had an injury <laughs> as you know, tends to happen. And then um, his wife is a salon owner, has her own product line, um, doing good. He work in the salon as a, a barber. Yes, as a barber. But that ain't good enough for her. Mm-hmm. But his money paid for her salon. Yeah. And his it's a nice money. salon. Now it needs some uh, flow mats in there because that cement look like it's brutal on the legs. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm not standing on the concrete. Yeah. I Even if I understood that they got married... I did not understand how they were still married. Yes, because she was so emasculating. I mean, yeah, if you ever want to look up what emasculation looks like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that is it. That's textbook uh, definition. She is a walking trauma response. Mm -hmm. Everything she do is from a place of trauma Mm -hmm. you can tell there probably is some some family home stuff like childhood home stuff that she had to deal with growing up Mm -hmm. you can tell that marcus has cheated on her numerous times 
um, to the point where now she cheating too. Mm-hmm. Um, Boom. And, <laughs> and then, you know, it's like they work well together, but also Marcus is extremely passive. Mm. Oh he my is God. a passive man, not even passive aggressive. He's just passive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like you cannot be this fine. And it was exhausting. (laughs) So I have, I've got to collect my thoughts to figure out what part I want to talk about. Cause there's, they are so complicated. Mm -hmm. And you know, I told the ladies this before we recorded. I think the reason why they did such a good job in these roles is cause they actually used to date in real (laughs) life back in the day. Mm. So I think they just knew each other. Well, because they played these parts very well. They did. Um, And this is one of those things. uh, So Psych 101 lesson uh, where habituation comes Mm -hmm. into play. Mm -hmm. And habituation is like, okay, so let's say you in a room and you hear the clock going tick, 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 tick. But after a while, it just kind of fades to the background and Mm -hmm. you don't really hear it anymore that's habituation yeah and that's basically he lives his life in that state now <laughs> when they was eating the, breakfast yeah i was, just was like what's wrong with your wife he's like it's wednesday what are you talking about and they was like you don't you don't heard this so much you don't even notice it <laughs> no wow no yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all when marcus lies he says you know what i'm saying I love that he has a telltale sign though. Yeah. Because when he in the second movie, when they was like, uh, Sheila, don't talk about me. No. (laughs) (laughs) And And he was waiting on that, you know. Uh huh. You know know what what I'm saying? saying Part. He was just like, no. Uh, but yeah, he is the like a definition of being walked over. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, there's also a strength in his silence too. Yeah. You can tell he biting his tongue. It ain't like he's just, he don't know what's going on. Cause he do, he really mm-hmm. do know what's going on, but maybe we don't have like the back backstory like Dr. Strickland was saying, but maybe it's because he's continuously t- trying to atone for losing, you know, Trust the deal, the contract and, and cheating. cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he's still cheating with his, his baby mama, um, and she hood too. So obviously that's what he like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Through and through. Mm. Tear my nerves up. They did. They don't travel well together on train, by plane, <laughs> caravan. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. They don't. Ooh. No. They don't communicate well. They don't. They don't do anything well. I, if this was a couple that I was seeing in therapy, I would have to have them as the, my last couple. Because if they were in the the first one, I would, they would have to cancel my whole appointment because they are exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No first or middle of the day. Yeah. Last. Last client. And you might need two hours. Like oh, you're going to get yeah. the, this two hour session because yeah. the first hour is just going to be me trying to wrangle y'all in. Mm-hmm. And then the second hour is you finally listening to what in the world. And it's, and it's mainly trying to trying to bring Angela in because once she get going, you can't get her to stop. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't get her to stop. And she don't, she's not going to hear you. Right. No. And, it, and it's so sad because she actually be knowing what she be doing. Like Angela is probably the smartest one for real, but she just has poor skill set. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, yeah. her, her deliverance is tacky. And so you can't hear. And her voice is annoying when she start yelling. Mm-hmm. It is very annoying. Mm-hmm. So you can't hear what she's saying, even though she may be giving you some gems. Yeah. Yeah. It gets lost in lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to be very mindful of how you present information. Uh, because like you said, people just won't listen mm-hmm. and it won't matter. And when you're trying to communicate, especially when you're trying to communicate something that's vulnerable, something vulnerable and near and dear to you, you want, you want the person to be able to hear you because otherwise that's going to make you feel like you can't be vulnerable, but you mm-hmm. didn't deliver it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you expect a person to react after you've degraded them and put them down and talked about them and emasculated them again, like we said with, uh, Patricia and Gavin, that pressure cooker is going to mm-hmm. let that steam off at some point. And also, like Sheila told Troy, if you keep accusing me of things, then you're going to put me in a headspace where mm-hmm. I want to do something to yeah. go ahead and be like, well, you're already accusing me of it. So mm-hmm. I might as well do the thing that you're accusing me of. Mm-hmm. So then you're creating you know, by your behavior doing this, you end up creating the very problem that you're scared of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you feel justified because the problem now exists, but you're not paying attention to that. But the way you reacted to your spouse, again, you influenced a set of behaviors that mm-hmm. ended up where they did. Yeah. She and couldn't stop herself. Right. And it came from a, a place of mistrust and distrust. Remember we were talking about, Uh, infidelity we were telling you how when there is some infidelity involved how the person change Mm -hmm. and now you don't have the trust for the person and anything that you do it doesn't matter if you say you have on blue socks and it's like no you don't you have on purple socks now you done lied to me and now you done triggered me again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I bet when you was wearing blue socks with that Uh uh-huh like wait what she always like what hard left yep into crazy town like how did you make that connection <laughs> mm-hmm, I w- mm-hmm. actually i was wearing green socks <laughs> yeah and you can tell like marcus is like the little brother of the group yeah um and they all dote on him just, i'm just gonna be honest it's like he almost like can't get right but he can <laughs> <laughs> but they be like get your life together uh-huh. um but he ends up having a conversation kind of early in the first movie with terry about hey i need a shot mm-hmm. and we kind of find out that he has slept with his baby mama he has cheated on angela and now he has vd as they were calling it a venereal disease which would be it could be a couple of things actually, but he said he was burning. So we just gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took that to mean it was either, uh, the clap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what they call the other one um, socially, what that was called, but the burn anyway, it don't matter. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Terry's like, Oh, overnight some, I had an office overnight. Um, but you know, Terry kind of tries to check him about, you know, why are you even allowing that to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about how his wife is always treating him this way and it just happened. And it probably did just happen because he's super passive and his baby mama and his wife are the same person. He's an opportunistic Boy. infidelitist. <laughs> <laughs> infidelitist. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> uh, I agree with both of you ladies that, yeah, his he <laughs> married the same woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got a type. Yeah. Which yeah. is okay. Yeah. Uh, and he understands that. I think that's the thing. He fully is aware that he loves the brash, you know, kind of out there, mm-hmm. you know, super over the top dramatic woman. You mm-hmm. know, some people Boisterous. call that spice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he um, liked the makeup sex. He says that several times yes. in both movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, I'm just going to say this Michael J. White. <laughs> I be forget okay so for y'all who don't know who Michael J. White is he plays in a lot of martial arts movies because mm-hmm. I believe he's a black belt 10th degree black belt in something I can't remember what it is he also played um, in the movie Spawn as Spawn mm-hmm. like he's cold blooded and so his body looks that way but Angela was testing him <laughs> and he said oh I know what you won't grab that girl leg her ankle he said get over here and put that hand put that hand no marcus no okay marcus (laughs) don't tempt me with a good time shoot not a good time i love it it was so like that part was cute it really was it was they are something else they are i mean they while they're exhausting they are entertaining to watch mm-hmm. um and you can see that they do love each other it's just wrapped in a lot a yeah lot. i think she's one of those people who is having a hard time forgiving but he's also every probably every time she gets mm-hmm. there or try to get there he does something else or something else comes out that makes her have to yeah. go back he has poor boundaries mm-hmm. it's like you have a porous boundaries individual and that's somebody like we talked about that is a people pleaser and kind of does whatever anybody wants him to do um and then you have a rigid boundary person together who has built walls of protection all around them which both of them are dysfunctional yeah Mm -hmm. and he's on the loose end Mm -hmm. avoidant and anxious types yeah (laughs) But what I did appreciate was when he finally, you know, from the first film, when he yes. stood up mm-hmm. to Keisha, his baby mom, Ooh. Mm-hmm. And, and Angela, mm-hmm. and he was like, uh-uh, first of all, Keisha, you ain't going to talk to my wife like this, and you're not going to talk about my wife to my children. About time. Don't Marcus. call me. <laughs> did y'all know that them, notice that those kids didn't age? Oh, his kids? I think oh, they, they was already in that weird spot you know what i mean like that's what we going with yeah they okay. can't they can't get no they can't get no older because they in that weird like we already hit our growth spurt right. like they didn't cast it right yeah they they didn't look yeah. like they aged poor children it's been three years yeah that's why i was like because they should have been ten- teenagers right mm-hmm. the or times almost. don't yeah mm-hmm. again that's the one thing I need movies to work on. If you're going to have a span of time, please let people know and be consistent. Mm-hmm. Please have your editors check to make sure that y'all are being consistent with the casting and the description of the time. Yeah. Cause I'm gross first one. Right. Mm-mm. But he checked both of them mm-hmm. and he got all up in Keisha face. Yeah. With that finger. With that finger. <laughs> yes. You know, somebody put their finger in your face. You know, they, they, they like, look, I don't care. We can choose violence today. Yeah. Because I'm letting you know, don't call me no more. Don't talk about me. Don't talk about my wife. 
if it ain't got nothing to do with my children, mm-hmm. shut up. Yeah, and you. <laughs> that mess scared Angela. She we didn't did. know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, I mean, she liked it. But at the same time, it was like, oh, I, done I know I didn't I didn't went too far. And she is somebody because you can tell that there's some type of abuse there that she's always going to push the limit. She's she needs you to prove to her that mm-hmm. she is valuable to you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That, yeah, absolutely. Because even when she when he walked away um, in that scene and the way she kind of like almost cowered around mm-hmm. you know the vehicle yeah mm-hmm. i noticed that too i was like that's different yeah he i mean it was stood up to her mm-hmm. right and it was almost like and i know this is not gonna sound the way that i i mean it to come out but it was almost like she became a woman in that moment hmm. you know she like, could be soft yeah she wasn't mm-hmm. wearing the pants no more mm-hmm. you, yeah because she has very masculine super masculine energy the entirety mm-hmm. in in pretty much every other scene but in that moment she became feminine yeah. like it was all i know is her hair always that and it bob. had to be it had to be she the stylist i know but that hair was on it yeah her <laughs> her and taraji can rock yeah a bob a swing bob yeah mm-hmm. it, was, it was bomb shout out to tasha smith and her twin that look just like her you know they do they they my booby people if y'all didn't know that that's the equatorial guinea you know when you you track your ancestry. That's the only celebrity I know in that area. Because <laughs> oh. I was like, I didn't know what you were talking about. It's okay. It's okay. Um, But yeah, the hair was bomb. Mm-hmm. She was dressed nice too. Yeah, she was. Um, But the other thing I was thinking, this happened twice in this movie. How dare you show up to somebody's job? Oh my God. She got fought. And, and in that manner, like mm-hmm. you was, like you came in the door with your annoying screaming voice. Is she cross-eyed? Are we talking about which one are we talking about? Are we talking about Angela showing up or are we talking about Keisha showing up? Angela, both of them did it. Yeah. Uh I think you were you talking about Angela? Angela. Okay. Because yeah. okay. I was talking about Keisha too. Oh. No, I was talking about Angela. The way she showed up on that set. Ooh. And like they're Live. filming. Yeah. Yes. Live. Oh Emba- I mean that is so embarrassing. She lucky he didn't get fined. Because typically he would have got fined by the um the network, the network and the I can't think of what their acronym is, but the people, the, the politics people that make sure ain't nothing on on TV. That ain't supposed oh, to the be FCC. In. Thank you. The mm-hmm. FCC, because it was all kind of bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. I mean, I understand because I, I was like, I wrote in my notes. I said, is she borderline? <laughs> I was like, maybe if she ain't got a diagnosis, but she got some features. You know, cause mm-hmm. that zero to, I mean, it's zero to a hundred. Yeah. You know, there was no thinking at all. Impulsive. She took, yeah. She took what that neighbor said and immediately believed it. Mm-hmm. And which don't even make sense. You know what time he go on air. Like you, you really know his schedule at this point because he's now a celebrity. Oh, we forgot to tell y'all he has a new job. He's a sports caster. Mm-hmm. So he's, high visibility now mm-hmm. and you were able to outline what well, he drive 4.2 miles over here and if it's <laughs> 6.7 you know minutes out but yet you believed the neighbor with no hesitation mm-hmm. none and you could have asked him and you took that information and ran when i say ran with a storyline not you didn't just run with a storyline you wrote one mm-hmm. yes she created a whole you, bunch of things whole yeah. novel 
and then acted upon that. That was the kind of stuff that made me think, does she got some like borderline features in there? Cause yeah, because she ran with that 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 novel she put in her head. And that fear of abandonment, mm, like as much mm. as you talk about him cheating and all this, but you are so afraid for him to leave you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she she'll soften up at at the end mm-hmm. when when he when he when she proves that he's he didn't do anything or nothing like that. She'll soften up and say how much she love him and cook. I'm so for sorry. Him and I'm so, yeah. 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 But then here go one little thing. Boom. My God. Uh-huh. That phone rang. Yeah. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I got to look at them criteria a little bit closer. But <laughs> you're definitely checking off some boxes there. Mm-hmm. But I, it was being like, I don't even know if there's a word above disrespectful. Like whatever that word is, <laughs> that's what it was. You came to that man's job. You talk crazy to his coworkers. He was live on the air mm-hmm. and then proceeded to have a conversation with him at work. Out loud. Out mm-hmm. loud. Then go back on the set to grab your purse and talk mess to the coworkers mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I think part of it has to do with the fact that she was at that point jealous too that he was doing the things that he now wanted to do. She felt like he was leaving her behind. You know, she was in a recession because of the salon, like all these things going on. But I'm like, girl, if you don't open your mouth and talk, you talk all the time anyway and be biting people's head off. You're going to have to communicate. Like I'm struggling. Stuff has changed so drastically that I'm not handling it well. Mm -hmm. You don't handle it well well anyway, but right. And the thing, uh, the other piece to that too, is that she was one of those people who you couldn't make happy because mm-hmm. she was upset at the fact that he was working for her and she was emasculating it. Now you mad that he working. Mm-hmm. But she's like a child. You got to think she has stunted growth. Like wherever she was originally hurt is probably in a formative years because she responds behaviorally like a kid would. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she is, you know, fight all the time. It's not fight or flight. It's fight. Yeah. And so she's always going to go that route because obviously somebody did not protect her the way she needed to be protected yeah mm-hmm. you know i, I definitely say, a trauma response yeah i say sure. that from a place of you know i grew up in a household with somebody that was very protective and like what you say oh yeah i thought you had said something like it's that's the automatic response and it takes a long time for people mm-hmm. that are like that to be able to trust their environment and you know i always impress upon people in those situations you know you don't have to trust your environment you got to learn to trust you again mm-hmm. right and once you trust you it really don't matter what's happening around you because you know you got you mm-hmm. and and i i typically tell my clients who have experienced a trauma to make sure they have an exit plan and make sure they have a safety plan because mm-hmm. you are the one like dr wall was saying they have to protect you you don't you can't have that expectation for everybody else yeah but as long as you have a plan, you can protect yourself. Yeah. And you don't have to come across biting people's head off, being harsh when something happening. You don't have to like knock nobody head off. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause what, why your reaction does not match the stimulus. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I just said, hi, why are you screaming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, again, she goes zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there is literally no, Okay, you didn't go zero, zero fifty a hundred because even then, I mean, that's still a fast progression. But <laughs> you know, at least there was a fifty. You know, like, yeah. Uh, do I want to do this? Right. Yeah. yeah, you know. But it was like, it was a hot mess. I, I mean, mean, it helped her. You know, 
be vigilant of everything that was going on in her friend group. It just didn't help in her marriage. You know, she was always the first one to notice something. And that's what I also tell my clients too. It, you know, the, the symptoms that you have from, let's just say PTSD, the symptoms that you have from PTSD is not that you have to run from them. It's not that you have to be afraid of them. You, you what you have to learn how to do is embrace them mm-hmm. and allow them to work in your mm-hmm. life. So if you're hyper, if you are hypervigilant person, that's okay. Be mm-hmm. hypervigilant. But uh, now how is it going to show up in your life in a healthy way? Yeah. Right. Yep. We talk about that all the time. Oh, you're an overthinker. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are you using it to your advantage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you use your superpowers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know I say my superpower being an introvert and an empath. But it could get toxic. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything to an extreme. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or left unchecked. Yep. And she was left unchecked in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, the same, although she checked everybody else, nobody. Checked her. Checked her. Except for Mike. Except for Mike. Well, he didn't really check her either. They sparred. Really. And he he was never on her level. He still checked her in an unhealthy way. Just yeah, like, like she did him. Right. Nobody combated her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I agree that he did it in a very unhealthy way mm-hmm. um, because that was an adversarial relationship that they mm-hmm. had, yeah. but nobody else. Uh, so it was Mike and then Marcus, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> you know was, what I'm saying? Like, I would say Patty too, because she was the realer in, mm. you get what I'm saying? Like she always softened her, but that's because of the amount of respect really. Mm-hmm. that Angela had for her because if that had been anybody else she wouldn't have listened to them yeah because she was really into that book yeah. yes <laughs> taking it all out of context mm-hmm. you said if I trust. trust it right <laughs> I was like what what, what are you saying so since I don't trust them I need to get the password. password that's literally not what's in the book yeah how Mm-mm. you making up her book I told you she wrote her own novel yes yeah man I'm telling you when we say spiral this is a great example of somebody that spirals on a consistent basis. And that is anxiety. Personified. distortions. Yes. Oh, man. Flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. So when y'all be seeing, you know, the angry black woman, you like realize it's typically a lot of trauma that's bottled up in her. Mm-hmm. Not to give her no excuses, but there are reasons for why people do stuff. That's true. And then the other thing. One she did not ever take account into her for her own behavior. No, nope. like she drank and the way they're painting the She's pictures that she was an alcoholic. Yep. Like she drank yep. and your husband made it very clear. He did not want you drinking anymore. Insert second movie. She drinking. She drinking. And that accountability was not held against her when she was the one who, who, who gave him the disease because they just kind of like skated over that she's like boom Boom. now walter i'm not gay no i gave it to you i've been cheating i already got my shot i was waiting on you and i I was was like like, they didn't address that at all well she got choked that's that's what ended up she got choked choked and then sheriff troy (laughs) had to come break him up because if you notice like he stays next to uh angela the whole time (laughs) like after that hmm he did. He was like <laughs> the way he turned over and looked at her and them hands was like, yeah, this is it. This is the day. <laughs> when she says, you're so evil. <laughs> I was like, 
Because oh. the can you imagine the amount of gaslighting that he's experienced? Mm-hmm. You know, when you gave me an STD. Now, yeah. we was both out here cheating. Right. But the way you've painted the picture is very different. You've painted the picture like I was the initiator of all this problem in nope. this in this and most she recent. Was. She cheated and, before him. Yes. Or in this instance. In this instance. I was like, Lord, have mercy. I would have choked you out too. Child, again, I don't know how they stayed married. Mm-hmm. But it worked. What? You know, this is the type of like yin and yang. He was just passive enough, just, I don't know if remorseful is the word I want to use, but just sorrowful enough for her level of intensity. Mm-hmm. And insecurities. Both ways. I mean, they fit together. I mean, you see that kind of thing all the time. They mm-hmm. really do. It just ain't what we would be able I was to handle. Say it, it all look toxic. Codependency. <laughs> yes. I mean, they are like, open the dictionary. There you go. <laughs> you know, they are really dependent upon each other emotionally in some extremely unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. But but he fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay. Well, any wrap-up thoughts or final thoughts that you guys want to kind of put out there about the movie? Uh, the only thing I would say is I did appreciate that there was a lot of debriefing in the, the, the girl group, a lot of debriefing in the, the man group. I just wish that there wouldn't have been so much talk of intimate details. Mm-hmm. There needed to be some boundaries put because there's no reason why Mike should have had all the information. Of course we know Sheila just says everything but you know I feel like pretty much everybody in the friend group knew all of these things about everybody but they weren't sharing it. They weren't giving away their their friends secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah I had said that a lot. I was like ooh they, this group talks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like man I mean there's one thing about sharing with you know your friends and telling about you know certain things but I was like they know stuff, stuff. everything. Yeah. But then the person that needs to know don't know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Very interesting dynamics. Mm-hmm. But overall, how would you, so if we're going to rate these as a collective, since they mm-hmm. go together, how would you rate the film? Films. I would say, oh wait, are we doing numbers? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we did last time. Wasn't it? Okay. I would say I would give it a, I would say eight or nine because I think they did a good job with depicting different types of relationships mm-hmm. in a realistic way. Um, some Now, some of them were over-exaggerated, I think, just for show but or for movies. But I think it gave um, a good depiction on unhealthy discussion, healthy husbands mm-hmm. who were trying to, ha- you know, bring the wives variety. on their... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just a, a, a wide scale of how marriages can look. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, I was thinking if we're out of a 10 scale, I'm assuming. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I also agree. I would give it at least an eight, maybe like an 8.5 for many of the same reasons. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it definitely they had a wide variety. I also think it was sensationalized in some ways, Mm -hmm. but I did appreciate that 
they showed long-term relationships you know these weren't people that had only been together a year or two years Mm -hmm. you know these people have been over a decade you know um i liked how they showed how people can maintain friendships over uh an extended period of time Mm -hmm. um and that even though you're you change as you become an adult if you do the work and you in want to invest in those relationships you can continue to maintain them um, and I also appreciated how they showed how you can leave, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it may take you a long time to get there, but if there is a breaking point that you have the ability to leave and you can live prosperously on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. There isn't really anything I can think of to add <laughs> <laughs> to that. So I probably give like eight, 8.5 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just appreciate, and I know a lot of people don't like Tyler Perry films or plays, but I always appreciate that he gives us examples of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with the acting or you may not agree with the hair piece or the makeup or you can see the mic or whatever. I don't really care about all that. What I care about is the fact that somebody that is in our community and our culture is giving us examples of things that a lot of other people don't. Yeah. He yeah. tells real stories. Yeah. yeah. And so however they end up coming off to other people, I appreciate them. And I appreciate the fact that um, he's talking about some of the hard stuff, the dysfunction. He's talking about, you know, child mortality. He's talking about um, abuse. He's talking about good men, bad men, good women, bad women. And when um, it, what it looks like when yeah. a person snaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're seeing all these different things. And really, who else is doing that? Mm-hmm nobody right now yeah agreed all right so as usual guys y'all let us know what y'all thought in the comments let us also know what you think about this format of Mm -hmm. us doing the breakdown you know since it wasn't scene for scene now we know this was two movies so this is a little bit different than our typical um but let us know if you like this format and we may test it out on uh, a future uh mmb Um, to see if this works better or if you like the way we've been doing it or if you want some combination of the two you know we want your feedback so just let us know so okay interns process your notes be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at the recycled podcast If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.